What is up, people? You are listening in to New Generation Hero Talk. I am your host, EJ Stewart. We have a great show lined up for you guys today. We'll be talking about Marvel potentially scaling back on projects to save money. That is according to Disney CEO Bob Iger. Iger has some very interesting comments about what he feels like has been the uh, fallbacks of Marvel in recent years. So we'll discuss that. We'll also discuss some... Really, really big news regarding Deadpool 3. We actually have now set photos of Hugh Jackman in his Wolverine costume. And the costume is not your typical black X-Men jumpsuit like you saw in those Fox movies for so many years. No, this is a yellow and blue costume akin to the comics. There are some alterations that may be excuse me, a little different from the comics. But the first time ever we're seeing the Wolverine in live action wearing his full yellow gear so i'll get my guys give them give them give their thoughts on what they think of the new deadpool 3 wolverine costume also some big news with dc we have some more casting some pretty big name uh, roles being uh, announced for superman legacy so we have hawkgirl we have mr Fant- mr terrific i'm sorry we have Green Goblin. Oh, he's Green Goblin. I'm, what the hell is going on this year? <laughs> uh, I, I what did I just I said Mr. Fantastic. I said Green Goblin. That shows you I'm really Marvel, at the Marvel on the brain. Yeah, I'm really chomping at the bit at Marvel because Feige. Excuse me. Now see, I'm jumping. I'm jumping names all over the place. Uh, Iger said some things today that really just drove me insane. So I'm clearly chomping at the bit to get at Marvel. But there are some uh, big DC castings for Superman. Legacy, like I said, Hawkgirl. Mr. Terrific, uh, Green Lantern, Guy Gardner, and Metamorpho all cast this week. Uh, some of the actors I think you'll be familiar with. We've actually covered some of the actors on this podcast, which is kind of crazy uh, considering um, the fact that we're seeing some people that played lesser roles on shows and movies that we've watched in the past now taking on a role in Superman Legacy. So we'll break that down as well. And we have one final trailer from DC for blue beetle which comes out in theaters on august 18th we'll give you guys our thoughts on that so a full show ahead joining me are my co-hosts starting with shamari stewart and sham i think we'd be remiss not to mention the big news that came down today which record uh thursday night that the actors uh of the sag aftra uh union uh, are officially going on strike um we already had the we we had the the writers who had already uh, been on strike but with the contract talks collapsing with the actor side, uh, now you, you have uh, both the actors now and the writers uh, going on strike. So, Sham, what this essentially means for us is you probably won't be seeing a lot of your uh, shows that you expect to see in the fall, like, probably make it, honestly. I think you're going to see um, a lot of these shows kind of, uh, you know, fall short of, of being in development. The last time we had an actors and writer strike of this magnitude, essentially all we got was you know reality TV essentially for uh, several months, and that appears to be where we're uh, standing right now. The reporting is that uh, Deadpool three is expected to be halted with production due to the strike. Um, SAG after represents six hundred and sixty thousand actors uh, who are set to go on strike midnight Friday as we record this Thursday night, literally a half hour before midnight. So. Um, in just a less than a half hour as we record this episode, actors will officially be on strike. Now, here's what apparently they are asking for. Actors are calling for increased pay as well as progress on residuals paid for when films or shows are shown again. 
particularly on streaming services. Um, and of course, they are joining the 11,000 members of the Writers Guild of America who have all already been on strike. They've been on strike for two months. We talked plenty about that on um, on this show. So, Sham, your thoughts on now the actors joining the writers and also going on strike? Um, I support the actors and the writers. Um, I mean, this is... For me, it's as simple as, you know, these people are, um, you know, they're performance actors, first of all. So, the, so their their work is, is art, literally. That's right. So... You know, it's not like you know, and, and they're being they're basically being hired. It's like it's like contract work. Like they're being you know hired to play these roles, and and if they don't feel like they're being compensated fairly, then there needs to be some kind of negotiation. And the and and I think what they're asking for is reasonable. That's not what they're asking for isn't unreasonable. You know, when they and even the residuals, like when they show these these programs again, I mean, yes, that that's them performing these roles essentially again. I mean, it's like right. to new audiences, be, people who have not to seen new them audiences. before, to platforms that are are launching. You know, it seems like every other week now there's a new platform. Exactly, and it's like the people sitting behind the desks that are just you know working out whatever deal, so that these things can be shown again, aren't doing the actual work to do it. So it's ridiculous that they would cash in, basically, you know, from deals like that, and um, and the actors wouldn't. It's it's honestly a, it's a slap in the face. It's not right. Um, you know, the actors know it. The people on the ground know it. The actors, and I'm sure the other people that are all, and all these stage crews and everything, they I'm sure they're all aware of this. Um, and of course, you know, the writers are very aware, but obviously, as you said, they've been on strike for, uh, months now. Um, so yes, I, I absolutely support the actors in, in this effort and, um, you know, and look, it's one of those things where, you know, we may not get whatever show, you know, or thing that we, that we were hoping to see, um, as soon as we would hope, but, you know, we all kind of just have to keep in mind that these are people creating these things. And, you know, they're not doing it for free. They're doing it um, to make a living or they're they're doing it because this is their craft. This is what they this is what they do. So, you know, so, you know, again, if they're not if they're not they don't agree to whatever terms, then then they need to either find somebody else or just or renegotiate. So that's where they're at. And I support them in in in. using their power as as a union and as actors um you know in um in seeking better pay and in better treatment last stage walkout uh as kendall stewart who's also on the podcast joins us as well the last actors walkout happened in uh 1980 so we're talking about something thing that happened you know 40 years ago essentially was the last time you saw something of this magnitude, the first, the last time writers and actors were both on strike was uh, in the '60s, when uh, Marilyn Monroe was in films, and Ronald Reagan uh, was the head of the actors' union. So you want to talk about uh, taking you way back? That was the last time that both writers and actors have been on strike, which is where we are right now. As I bring in Kendall, this is what our uh, Fran Dresser, who 
of course, played the nanny and is the president of the SAG-AFTRA uh, Actors Union, said, I am shocked by the way pe- the, the people that we have been in business with are treating us, how far apart we are on so many things, how they plead poverty, that they're losing money left and right when giving hundreds of millions of dollars to their CEOs. It's disgusting. Uh, it's shameful. Shame on them. Um, Kendall, uh, what are your thoughts on this uh this strike that again has now 170,000 uh, actors uh, going up against the the big companies like your Disney's, your Universal's, your Sony, your Paramount's, and now these uh, tech uh, streaming services coming in. Now you got Netflix and Amazon and Apple all going up against this uh, this uh, conglomerate of over 170,000 actors. Yeah, man, uh, glad to be here. This is a very uh, obviously look. It's a uh, it's a sad day for the consumer it's a sad day for uh you know the people that love this stuff um but you know i think that this is going to be a very interesting you know thing to see how it plays out um you know i think that this is uh, a necessary step for sag to take uh as well as wga in terms of uh trying to protect themselves and protect their future because you know I mean, let's be honest, the streaming, uh, the, the streaming, uh, you know, like the, 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 the streaming services and just the streaming option, I should say, uh, for these uh, studios has allowed them to pull a fast one on a lot of these actors and a lot of these writers because, you know, we saw it especially in 2020, but it's, you know, it's continued up until now where, you know, these streaming services, there is no box office. We have no idea how much, uh, you know, Netflix is making off of Daredevil or how much Disney is making off of Secret Invasion. Uh, Disney knows how much people are, wa- how many people are watching Secret Invasion. Uh, but a lot of these contracts, and there's nothing that is legally binding them in terms of forcing them to. Uh, provide these numbers to actors or to writers. And so uh, they're hiding behind this idea that, you know, we're, we're paying you a flat flat fee with no bonus, essentially. Um, and these, and from what we've heard, it sounds like that's how Netflix has been able to, you know, they, they're giving people extra. They're giving people extra knowing that they're making it on the back end. Yep. You know, so it's like this idea that, you know, yeah, yeah, you guys are getting more more of a base fee than you guys would have normally gotten plus bonuses in the theaters, but you know, but we're making twenty times, you know, twenty million or fifty million what we would have made, you know, had we released this uh, in theaters or something to, something to that sort. So exactly. Um, so they've been pulling a fast one on these on these uh, actors and writers, and so they want to stop that. And then the AI, I think, is a really scary thing in terms of a future. Uh, thing because especially for writers, because uh, you're talking about, um, you know, the a lot of these, uh, a lot uh, there are a lot of different versions of AI where you can create a story. You know, I was I was messing around with it the other day and like you could you can tell it to make a stand write a stand up comedy routine on anything, and it'll do it. It's not always funny. I like one day I like asked it to write a stand up comedy routine on on uh the x-men movies and they they did it and i was like wow 
it's crazy. It talks about it very. It talks about how bad you know. Uh, Wait, so Kendall, you did is. you you did this at one point? You, yeah, I, I just put it in. There's a, there's a, there's an app where you can just tell it to do something, and I told it to make a stand up comedy routine on uh, the X Men movies, and I also told it to write me a, a, a hypothetical plot for a fourth Spider Man movie starring Tobey Maguire. Oh my! God. And it went into it, they like. Like six paragraphs talking about Miles Morales in the movie and all the different stuff. That's crazy. <laughs> Scary That's stuff. So, point being, like, studios are saying to themselves, man, we don't have to, like, if, as these things get smarter, it's probably, it's not good enough now to just use that and it'd be good. But as it gets smarter and smarter, five, eight years from now, like, you're not going to need people to write. So, that's why, like, these writers are coming in saying, like, we can't have. We we got to stop this now. We got to put limitations on how studios can use AI versus writers, um, like human writers. Uh, and then with actors, there's dangerous stuff. Where I think I saw one thing saying that the studios, like, they they want to pay a they want to pay a base fee to have guys, basically have actors come in and do like a face scan, and then basically like they own your likeness, yeah, no. and yeah, and like they can nuts. use it. That is, with, that's with, nuts. With no royalties, like, like yeah, we own it now. Like we paid you the eight thousand for your likeness, or the whatever, maybe a million dollars for your likeness. You never get another dime for it, and we get to use you now for however you know the rest of time. And so the the, the AI stuff, I even saw they're even more. And I don't say more dangerous. It's all dangerous, but I saw one example where you can use AI to make a let's say you have uh, an Asian actress. But you want, and you really like this actress, but you want her to play a Native American character. You can use AI to make that actress look Native American. Yeah, see that's nasty work. And and I've I've seen it happen, and it looks it looks real. You're like, what the? I mean, yeah, I wouldn't be able to tell the difference. And again, all these different things are ways that studios are preemptively getting ready, and for. <laughs> for being able to roll these things out in the next however many years, five to ten years. So nip it in the bud now. If you're SAG, if you're the WGA, nip that stuff in the bud now, and we're fine. And I think that's what they're saying, and I think the studios are seeing are seeing that's just a dollar sign. They're seeing the potential of, I mean, this is going to save us billions of dollars in the future. Of course. So, you know, and so it's a dangerous game. Uh, so we'll see. I, again, I'm rooting just for the just for humanity over the machine <laughs> from that perspective. Um, you know, so it'll be interesting, but, um, but in the short term, and we'll talk about all this other stuff, like, you know, it's going to put a massive freeze on, on our, you know, calendar. I mean, Marvel's already has a pretty light calendar coming up. I mean, the Marvel is still coming out. Everything this year is, it should be fine, but um, early next year, I mean, we've got, uh, Deadpool coming out in in, in May and um, you know we we'll see Captain, what happens. We have a Captain America movie coming out. Like what's what's the deal with that? Yeah, that one got pushed back. I, I almost wonder if they pushed that one up because that one might be further on than Deadpool. Do they they flip them? They 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 push Deadpool up to May and put Captain America in July. Yeah, Captain America is not July. Yeah. And so do you now say, well, if Captain America is further along, maybe we put that back in May as we originally planned. 
and, and push Deadpool back because the Deadpool thing is scary. Not only from the the actors thing, like obviously you can't film without actors, but with the WGA, like Ryan Reynolds, because he's a writer on the on the movie, uh, writers aren't allowed to do any sort of improv, or or and actors aren't allowed to do any sort of improv or change anything that's a part of the script. Particularly Ryan Reynolds being a writer and being a part of the WGA. Uh, so he's not, he hasn't been allowed to do any improv and that wow. has been a big part of the last two Deadpool movies that he's made. Yeah. Um, there's been a feeling that, you know, because it's Deadpool, he's in a mask, he could probably dub some stuff over, but you know, he's a very animated actor. He does a lot of the, you know, kind of like a mime, so to speak. So like <laughs> you almost, you know, so you almost, you want him to be able to just naturally play the character as opposed to being tied down to just reading the script and not being able to change things because of legal reasons. All very good points there by Kendall. I want you guys, I talked about Fran uh, uh, Drescher, who is the president of SAG-AFTRA. I mentioned somewhere, of course, I want you guys to hear some of the passion behind her in this this press conference announcing this strike essentially being imminent. At some point, the jig is up. You cannot keep being dwindled and marginalized and disrespected and dishonored. The entire business model has been changed by streaming, digital, AI. This is a moment of history that is a moment of truth. If we don't stand tall right now, we are all going to be in trouble. We are all going to be in jeopardy of being replaced by machines and big business. Who cares more about Wall Street than you and your family? Most of Americans don't have more than $500 in in an emergency. So very, very passionate words there from Fran. And she's right. You know, it's it's, it's at a point now. And it's not just a movie business. it's, It's every business. I mean, you know, if you follow the sports... You know, of course, we do sports talk on this podcast uh, network. You've seen the stuff happening over at ESPN, also a Disney property. Um, you see it in pretty much every industry. The um, the devaluing of human labor in, in 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 for the sake of you know technology, basically, and and uh, and profits for uh, the corporations and profits. For the the head of these corporations and big salaries for the people running these uh, corporations, and again, at some points, you know, the jig is up. As uh, Fran also said during that press conference, like some sometimes somebody's gonna say, you know, we're not gonna take this anymore, and I think that's what we're gonna get. I think uh, we're gonna talk about Bob Iger in a second, but you know, during you know, uh, there was a uh, he was at a conference earlier. He was speaking to one uh, an anchor at, at CSNBC. He has said that. Um, he felt like the writers and actors going on strike in Hollywood are, quote, not being realistic. And that it was uh, very disturbing to him that this was happening. He had also said uh, in that interview that this is the worst time in the world to add uh, to the dis- disruption, uh, given all the disruptive forces in the business. And uh, those statements are quite laughable, to be honest. I mean, Bob Iger makes $27 million a year. Bob Iger had a net worth of $700 million. Uh, Bob Iger, the guy, literally paid out fourteen million to leave Disney. When he left Disney, he 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 was given fourteen million dollars on the out, while they were still paying Bob Chapek another twenty three million to come in. 
Like, this is the kind of money he's getting thrown around uh, at the highest level uh, of CEO status at these corporations. And he's the one saying this is being disruptive. It's like it's it's, it's, it's a slap in the face. Uh, it's a slap in the face to these hardworking actors, hard, a bigger slap in the face to hardworking these writers who have been on strike for two months who are making an average of, you know, $65,000 a year. And, and this guy is saying, well, you know, this is very disruptive. You know what's disruptive, Bob Iger? Um, you know, not being able to make rent is disruptive. Uh, you know, not being able to, to, to pay your water bill is disruptive. Um, the, the price of inflation going up is disruptive. Those are disruptive things to average people. Um, people saying that, you know, we're not going to produce your show uh, so you can make, you know, billions and billions of more dollars for you to continue to cash your millions of dollars in, in salary. Like that, that, that may be disruptive to you and in, in your lake house and your, and your country club, but that's not disruptive to the average folks. It's not disruptive to the fans. Nobody gives a damn, quite frankly. Uh, but we do care about these people and what they're dealing with. And um, I think the Iger and, and many of his ilk expressing this kind of, you know, let them eat cake kind of attitude is, 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 is terrible. And it makes them look tone deaf. It makes them look completely like they don't understand what's going on. And it's a it's a it's a sad situation. It makes me feel like uh, these places have clearly dug themselves in, in terms of saying that they're not going to give up anything. So I think we could be looking at a long strike and uh, staying on on Bob Iger because he he's a big part of this show today. Um, the Disney CEO says fans can expect to see a reduction in products uh, projects from Marvel Studios and Lucasfilm as the entertainment giant uh, aims to cut billions. Uh, in profits and losses. So Iger acknowledged slowing box office for some recent projects with Ant-Man Quantumania failing to reach 500 million worldwide. He says the volume of content from Disney has in turn uh, worn down their staff saying, quote, I think in our zeal to basically grow our content significantly to serve mostly our streaming offers, offerings, we ended up taxing our people way beyond in terms of their time and focus uh, and, and, and was way beyond where they had been. Uh, Iger also said Marvel is a great example of that. They had not been in the TV business at any significant level. Not only did they increase their movie output, but they ended up making a number of television series. And frankly, it diluted uh, focus and attention. That is, I think, more of the cause than anything when it comes to some of these box office numbers. So, Sham, I mean, what do you make of Bob Iger's assessment of of where things stand at Marvel and and the sagging box office and him basically alluding to the fact that, well, you're doing too much TV, you're doing too much movies, and that is why. And then the audience, the audience's focus has now been distracted. Do you uh, buy that? And, and do you agree with his assessment that they need to scale back? Um... I don't know. I mean, I, I, so I think, I think it is, um, I think there's a, there's a mix of things, um, going on with Marvel in, and of course, I, I feel like many people listening probably know where I, at this point where I stand when it comes to what Marvel is doing, but, um, but in the one sense they make, they create a lot of content um now more than they um i think or i think they're they're 
making a lot of content simultaneously and announcing a lot of content very early. That I also think is a big change. I mean, they're announcing things. Um, I mean, shoot, we were just talking before the show about, you know, X-Men and Mutants and Fantastic Four and all that kind of stuff. And they're announcing things, um, you know, that could potentially not, we might not see this stuff for like 10 years. It's like, why are we talking about it? You know, so that's also very different. So Marvel is making a lot. And then just the quality of the content just isn't what it was. So there's a lot of Marvel has a lot of problems right now. And I think the amount of things that they're making. Um, I th- I do think that is a part of it. I'm going to be honest, um, because these projects don't feel as special anymore. Um, you know, so so I think there is a kernel of truth in that. But there's a lot of there's a lot of they've got a lot of issues. Um, you know, I feel like they I feel like I felt like we, we had a lot of projects coming down the pike, even when the Avengers, the lit, the Avengers Infinity War and Endgame were coming out and stuff. We had still had a lot of stuff going on, but, you know, those were really good projects. So. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Marvel's got a lot of stuff going on. Um you know, they're announcing, I think they're not, so I think Marvel's announcing things too early. I think the quality's just not there as to whether or not that's because there's so much going on. Um, or, or, I mean, maybe, um, me and Ken were having a discussion about this. I mean, I just don't think Feige has literally the time yes. to, like, focus as much on really any one of these projects uh, besides maybe an Avengers-level project. Um, so I just don't think he's paying attention to it, honestly. At this point, he's probably just checking off boxes and saying, you did this, you did that, okay, good. And then checking on something else. Um, and remember, he's head of all Marvel now, not just the movies, though the movies is probably the biggest part, but he's, all of it, the whole thing. So, you know, so, um, so yeah, I think, so basically, I think it's a part of it, um, but they've got a lot of, they've got a lot of, a lot of problems that they need to fix. Kendall, where, where do you where do you stand on on Iger's take on things when it comes to his thought that the sagging box office can be related to Marvel uh, increasing their output when it came to Marvel Studios television? Um, I agree with a lot of the stuff Shamari said. Um, I think when you talk about uh, look, Iger sees the numbers even better than we see the numbers. We see the numbers, he sees. A lot of those numbers, but he probably gets another layer of them that maybe we're not even thinking about. And I think he's right. We're all again, we're all seeing the same stuff. We know uh, there is a problem. Something has to change. Uh, the problem is I don't think that output is the sole issue. I don't, I don't think it's because we're put Mar- Deep Marvel's putting out too many movies that people are just like, I don't care. You know, there's too many too many Marvel movies coming out. Um, I think that. They increased output because there was an increased demand for all of these movies. Um, the problem is, as they increased the output, I feel like, like as Shamari mentioned, the quality diminished to a degree. And it's not like every Marvel movie has stunk. It's not like every Marvel movie. It's not like I don't really think any of them really stunk for the most part. But uh, like Shamari said, there was a standard at one point where everything was really good, and that has dipped. And you know, when Shamari talks about Feige being overextended, I think the the, the comp, you know, the comparison that we've that 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 I have for 
what we've seen in this medium is I think about what we saw at DC on the television side with Greg Berlanti and the Arrowverse. Um, the Arrowverse was excellent in the beginning when it was just Arrow. But then they introduced The Flash, and it was still excellent. Uh, and then they introduced Legends of Tomorrow. And, you know, you started to, and Legends of Tomorrow was really good at the beginning, but then maybe, you know, Arrow started to dip a little bit and he started to get a little shaky with some of these other shows. And then, then they started bringing in, you know, and then we got Batwoman and we got Supergirl and we got, um, you know, uh, Black Lightning and, you know, all these different shows. And then, and then he took over the DC Universe shows of Titans. And, and then at that right. point, it was like, you can't control how good any of these shows are. You know, it's just now you're just leaving it up to your people and hoping for the best. Um, and I think we saw that with the Berlanti verse in the Arrowverse and all those different DC properties. And I feel like a version of that is happening a little bit with Marvel. Um, but I think the other thing is not only because at the end of the day, we can't predict how good these these properties are going to be. Um, because there is not only is there a level of apathy and lack of excitement for the movies after they've come out and people, the reaction has been a little shaky, but now I think we've seen a, 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 an apathy to what we're actually, to what is actually on the slate. People are, are looking at the Marvel slate and saying, I'm not excited for, you know, the Thunderbolts, or I'm not excited for Cap, uh, for uh, Captain Marvel 2 or the Marvels, uh, or I'm not excited for Armor Wars or all these different things that people that are, that we know are coming out that people are just like, okay, you know, and not you know, and that's not even including any of the Disney Plus series um, that are going to be that that we also have coming out. But uh, to me, I think that we are we're at a time where if you look back to the original, you know, the Infinity Saga of movies for Marvel, um, there just weren't a lot of movies that were being made that people weren't asking for. You know, I mean, right. the the first phase like you had Iron Man, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man two. Thor, Captain America, First Avenger, and the Avengers. I mean, all those huge, huge things that everybody wanted to see. And, you know, it was teased a certain way where the excitement was at a 10 for every single one of those movies. And then Phase 2, you had Iron Man 3, uh, Thor the Dark World, Captain America, Winter Soldier. The only one in this phase that people, and maybe two if you want to throw in Ant-Man, but it's Guardians and Ant-Man. That's when they started to dip their toe and all right, we're gonna kind of push, push these the characters that no one's really asking for, and and they they hit on both for those parts, especially Guardian. Right. And then Phase Three, we got Civil War, Doctor Strange, Guardians Two, Spider Man Homecoming, Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, Infinity War, Ant Man and the Wasp, Captain Marvel, Endgame, Spider Man Far From Home. I mean, again, all of these movies. For the most part, none of them were movies where we were again. Maybe if you were throwing Ant Man and the Wasp, was one where it was like, eh, I don't know if anybody was like dying to see second Ant Man, but the first Ant Man was really good, so nobody was gonna nobody was gonna kill him on that. Uh, everything else were huge deals when they came out, and that kind of went away. I mean, again, we started the the multiverse saga with Black Widow, where it's like, all right, you know, that's again, that's a stretch. Uh, we had Shang Chi. Well, I think I think what makes I it a stretch too was the fact that it was a prequel, essentially, or whatever you want right. to call it. it yes, exactly. Happened after, a before, but happened before Avengers: Infinity War or Civil, yes. Civil War, 
Um, or outside of the fact that it's a that it's a Black Widow movie, it, like you said, it's not even the next thing up. It's it's going backwards in time. It's before Endgame. Like, and then you got Shang Chi, which there was excitement for that, but it's still a bit of a stretch in terms of not an A list character. And then you no, had Eternal. So the first three movies in that in that phase were, were no A listers, you know, except maybe again Black Widow as an MCU A lister, but. You know, so again, and we've seen that, you know, not to not to to carry on, but we've seen that continue and we're seeing it going into the next the next year or two. So I think that going with properties that aren't, you know, your money makers, and it's hard because again, they've lost the money makers, so to speak. Um with no you know, and we have a Captain America. I think people are excited about that, but no Chris Evans and no, no Robert Downey, and you know, no Chadwick Boseman, and so you've lost some of that star power. But that's the big problem. It's not this idea that there are so many properties. If you want to say those are kind of there, there's an overlap there with the issue. But I think the bigger issue is the fact that um, they're they're taking a gamble on properties that aren't, you know, surefire things. Eternals was not a surefire thing. The only way Eternals is going to make a lot of money is if it was really, really good, and you know, some people like it, but it was not the smash success that uh, they were hoping for. It's one of the lowest, uh, if not the lowest, uh, Marvel Studios. I believe it's the lowest. Movie, they, that or Quantumania, which, again, you know, staying yeah. on that line, you know, not make, building the quality. I'm glad you went off that list because I literally right in front of me, Kendall, what I pulled up was the list of movies. And I essentially made the same assessment you made, um, which is. There is a clear difference. It's obvious when you're literally reading the list of movies from the end of the Infinity Saga, ending with Phase 3 in Spider-Man Far From Home, and how they started the Multiverse Saga. And I, that's why I, 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 I respect only Iger's point about the increased workload taxing the workers, because that's uh, that's obvious. We've there's been all different reports how the visual effects people have been worked un- ridiculously, uh, and Marvel being one of the big uh, proponents of it and one of the big um, uh, you know uh, offenders in that in that regard. So I, I think he's right that yes, th- because they added the movies and the streaming, did that hurt uh, their their focus when it came to building these shows? Do I think that that his assessment that it distracted the audience, I think, is BS. I think it's total crap. I think it's nonsense. I don't think it makes any sense at all. To me, when I look at this list and I say they were making three movies a year when they came out with Captain America, Captain Marvel, Endgame, and Spider-Man. That's three movies in a year. Um, they made three movies in a year when they did Black Panther and Infinity War and Man and the Wasp. They did three movies in a year when they did Guardians Volume Two, Spider Man, and Thor Ragnarok. They did uh, that 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 2017 basically when it that began the three movies a year thing with Sony helping out obviously in two of those years, but they did one of the movies with Marvel. But essentially, Marvel's been on that three to four. They didn't increase that. They've been on that three to four movies a year thing. For a while, 2021 is a little bit of an outlier because Black Widow got so delayed. So I don't really want to count that in there because that probably wouldn't have been so close with some of those other movies that were released in 2021 where they had four movies. Um, I, I To me, the notion that someone won't watch a Marvel movie 
because She-Hulk came out or because uh, Loki came out. I, I don't think that that really makes any sense. I think the problem with the box office has been you have been too hell bent on giving people, and I say you being Marvel, giving people what you want to give them and not what the people want. Nobody asked for Eternals. Nobody. Nope. Um, there, when Black Widow died, not many people were asked for Black Widow. Black Widow, everyone calls for Black Widow movie, but not when you determined that you were going to be moving on from the character moving forward. Um, nobody asked for the third Ant-Man movie. Like, these are decisions that Marvel made, and... That I think is at the crux of some of this and quote I think, unquote fatigue and out. some of this some of these distractions that are happening. Like to think that oh, more people would have saw Ant Man Quantum Mania if they didn't see Loki. How does that make any sense? That makes no sense. Like Loki drove people to see Ant Man and the Wasp. The problem was you yeah. were doing Ant Man and the Wasp movie for a third time, and there's no reason to Ant Man and the Wasp movie. Like you do Eternals. How, what would watching anything on Disney Plus have to do with Eternals? Eternals has nothing to do with anything Marvel has done on Disney Plus. Eternals has nothing to do with anything Marvel has done. Period. Eternals is not related to. It's not been connected or linked to anything Marvel has done. It is right now at this point in time. I know we're not at Captain America yet, which is supposedly finally the first link to it. But at this point in time, we're now two years past that movie, and we're going to be through this year without any relations to the Eternals. We're going to go three years with. Just a random ass movie that they made because it was a love letter to Jack Kirby. And we love Jack Kirby. I'm not going to sit here and diss Jack Kirby. But, like, I think, one, it was insulting of Iger to say that uh, Marvel's never had, uh, never been in the TV business at a significant level. Excuse me. Um, were you there for those all those years where we, everybody was watching um, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? How about Daredevil? How about Luke Cage? How about. Jessica Jones. How about Punisher? How about Agent Carter? Like big deals, yeah. Like the way and and shout out to Clark Gregg because he put out kind of a snarky tweet, quote tweeting that quote, being like, "Dude," basically was the, was the tweet. And how disrespectful! How disrespectful is that? Like just because like Ike Perlmutter was a clown. Okay, I'm not I'm not gonna miss words. The guy was a clown and. It's, we're better off that he's not part of Marvel anymore. But I and I know you didn't want to work or do anything to have anything to do with him. But the notion that what was created at Marvel te- Television, which garnered millions of fans, captured the attention of millions of fans, had you know catapulted some actors to you know beyond even cult fandom status level. I mean, legit star level. I mean, Charlie Cox. Clark Gregg, um, Mike Coulter, uh, Chloe Bennett. These are legit stars in Hollywood. And for I to sit there and say there had not been in uh, they they had not been in the TV business at any significant level on Marvel side is completely blasphemous. And he's using that to say that we came out of nowhere and nobody was expecting this and it hurt our business. Mar- You've been doing Marvel television for a long time. The only difference was that it was under 
Marvel Studio. It was not under Marvel Studios. It was under Marvel Entertainment, which was still under Disney, by the way. We're not talking about, oh, this was a different company. You just decided that Feige was going to do the movies and you were going to have Marvel Entertainment do television and then they would go to various different networks and essentially pitch shows. Um, I forgot to mention The Runaways. I forgot to mention Cloak and Dagger. Again, how disrespectful. Some of the best content you created in the last decade has been these shows. And to think that, again, oh, we were doing well. Like, those shows back then didn't matter and people were flooding the theaters. But the problem now is we're making these shows now and now people don't want to come. No, you were producing not only better movies back then, you were producing better TV shows back then. And people were still going to the movies. It's such a lack of... It's such a lack of responsibility in the creative process being... I don't want to use the word broken, because that's a little harsh. But it's such a lack of of acknowledgement. The, the, the creative process clearly being not as strong as it once was. And so lazy to say, well, it's just because we're we're doing more television. When you're actually not doing more television, you literally eliminated that whole department. It was a whole department of people that lost their jobs. We remember, forgot about that. We went to, we talking about all this, all these people being taxed. You, you just, you cut like hundreds of workers who were working on those shows for the sake of putting it all under Kevin Feige's nose. Now they're saying, well, damn, man, I guess Kevin Feige and his team are too spread thin. You didn't have to do this. You didn't have to do this. You could have told Kevin Feige, hey, we're doing TV. You got to find a way to work with them to incorporate them into your movies because they're a part of this universe too. Not to decide we're going to just let there be just anarchy and you guys can just do whatever the hell you want. And then, by the way, I'm going to spend $72 billion on Fox and not use any of their characters. And you're going to sit here and say the reason why people aren't going to the box office is because our attention is too distracted. Everybody's laser focus on what the F you're going to do with the X-Men. What the F you're going to do with the Fantastic Four. And you won't tell us anything. So guess what? People decide, alright, well, they're not doing anything with that. So I guess I'll go and do something else. But to blame that on the television shows that are being produced right now. And say that we're too focused on them. Is ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Now again, we want to talk about. Feige being too spread too thin and why maybe the creative isn't as good, fine. You want to say the special effects and things, issues we're having and the people were being overworked because we're all trying to do this under one umbrella, fine. Do not say because we've been doing television and we never did it before, that is why fans aren't coming out to the theater. That is pathetic. That is flat out wrong. And when I saw this, I was so heated because of how many hours we spent on this podcast talking about these shows Marvel has produced. For him to sit there and say, well, the reason why this isn't working out for us, we're not making as much money in the box office, is because, you know, the growing, the more of the interest in the streaming services. Daredevil is more popular than anything Marvel Studios television has ever produced. Ever. Not even close. Angel of S.H.I.E.L.D. is more popular than anything Marvel Studios television has ever produced. Not even close. And you fired all those people. And then you're going to turn around and say, well, we don't got enough people working. Pathetic. Absolutely <laughs> pathetic. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't uh, I can't disagree with anything you said, EJ. I mean, you're, you're pretty much uh, singing to the choir here. Um, I, and even while you were while you were um, 
you know, eloquently stating, you know, a lot of Iger's, Iger's, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of the faults of what he's saying, his arguments. I was just looking into his history because I'm just like, what? Because because the, these comments sound like someone that is just not familiar. And of course, we know through a lot of these, you know, of course, acquisitions and whatnot, you get people running these organizations that have no background <laughs> in any of this stuff. Um, you know, cause I'm just yep. like, is it, is he like a finance guy? Like, what is his background? How did he become like the head of all this TV but guy? Right. He started a TV. <laughs> he started at ABC, you know, apparently working TV, you know, working doing quote unquote menial labor, uh, <laughs> you know, and then he was kind of just, you know, uh, you know, kind of just, um, producer suit guy yeah he kind of moved up you know was you know given favor by one of the higher ups and then kind of you know kind of molded him into this uh leader at abc and then eventually leader at walt disney um but but yeah it just sounds very disconnected um yeah very disconnected i'm not sure um and that's the kind of like leadership that's just not, you know, you're not. That's a losing um, kind Sam, of leadership. Do you, and I kinda, do you know? Do you know how blasphemous it sounds to sit here and could be crying about losses and saying, "Well, it's television's fault," when you were the one that spearheaded a seventy-one billion dollar purchase of Fox, and you used none of their characters. Yep. Do you know how crazy that sounds? Are you sitting there saying, well, we're counting dollars and cents and we can't seem to make the money add up when you haven't actually used the assets you actually acquired? It's insane to me. Like, yeah, like and, and and he's the guy that made that deal. And now he's sitting here saying, well, damn, where's all the money gone? Really, dude? Really? Seventy one billion down the drain. <laughs> and you haven't done anything of of use or of note. With that property, and then you're sitting there saying, "Where's the money gone?" Oh, it's got to be the TV. We're wasting too much money on the TV. You gave away seventy-one billion and got jacked for it. And, and EJ, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because I was just and Kendall knows he, he probably knows what I'm going to say. I was just talking with Kendall about this the other day, and I told him I was like, and it was just said in passing, but it totally relates to what you're saying. I and I was just like, you know, if I was an investor on one of these like investor calls that they have where they're talking about the stuff they're doing and talk about, I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, all that's great. But like, when are we going to use, didn't you like buy like the X-Men and like Wolverine? Once you get to like the Marvel stuff, <laughs> I'd be like, you're talking about like Moon Knight season two or whatever. I don't know whatever, whatever you're talking about. It's like, what about like Wolverine? <laughs> what and, are we like, doing? X-Men. <laughs> what are we, $71 billion. That's like, like if the, that? that's like if the Mets, Last, next next year, the Mets signed Shohei Otani for six hundred million dollars, and it didn't play him for five years. And they're yeah. like, "Oh, we can't, yep. we can't afford, you know, the rest of this roster." And you're like, "I don't know why, though." You're not playing your best player. Yeah, no, and and, and that <laughs> look, I mean, like I said before, you look at the the Marvel like roster, and you're just like. The only movies that are coming out that 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 uh, that line up with like that same type of uh, phase one 
excitement of movies, and maybe even Phase Two excitement of movies, are Deadpool Three and Fantastic Four, and then and then Secret Wars. You know, I won't even throw King Dynasty in there. I think that there's I some agree. apathy to King Dynasty. Yeah, after all this major people, stuff. Yeah, yeah, especially with all the major stuff. I think people are really only looking at Fantastic Four and Deadpool Three as the two movies. People are like, gotta see it. And the Fantastic Four thing is waning as there's this weird like, who's even playing the Fantastic Four? The, the more, the longer you draw this out, the longer, not, the less. We have, we have a, we have a new. Superman movie, a director, <laughs> and now pretty much a full cast yeah, before we even know who's playing anybody in the Fantastic Four. Yeah. And again, I'm going to repeat, $71 billion. And this is what we have. Jack. No, yeah, nothing, nothing yeah. to show for it. I, I mean, I mean, Gunn is running rings around um, He's bodying them. He's bodying them. Marvel. And yeah. he's not even, he hasn't even, he hasn't done, even anything. done anything yet. He he's still bodying them. No. <laughs> it's like sad. Like, yeah, it's, 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 it, it, it's really bad. And I think when you look at um, the TV stuff, I mean, I, I just think that that's a, that's a lame example um, to say, oh, well, you know. And, and honestly, we're, I, I don't, I don't just look at Iger. I mean, look, Iger is the, he's the face of it, he's the one saying this stuff. But my guess, and this is only an interpretation, is only a guess. I think he's getting some of this stuff from Feige. I think Feige's telling him, like, look, I mean, you know, and I don't think Feige believes it, but I feel like it's something that he and other people would say, similar to what we heard. You know, I talked to Shamari about uh, the guy at Pixar, uh, I believe his name is Peter Doctor, talking about, yeah, you know, less people want to see our Pixar movies because they know they're going to be able to see him on Disney Plus in a couple months. And I'm like, maybe, you know, that's a thing, but, like, Elemental, like, I wasn't, nobody, nobody was gonna see that movie because nobody would see Elemental, you know, like, that movie just didn't have any buzz, it had nothing to do with Disney+, Plus. I'm still not watching it, but, like, I didn't hear about it, I didn't know what, I didn't know what Elemental was until, like, I was at a theater and saw the trailer. (laughs) Right. I I, I, I didn't even heard of it. Yeah, does that have have anything to do with Disney+, Plus? No. Right. How's that? Yeah. How's that? <laughs> what does that have to do with Disney Plus? Yeah, that has nothing to do with you thinking, oh, well, I may be able to see it in two weeks and on Disney Plus. <laughs> but again, that's an easy thing for a creative to say to like to 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 say, well, look, it has nothing to do with how we're running the joint. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's streaming. That's a lot. It's the only difference. And again, it's like there's a clear difference in the actual movies you're making. It has nothing to do with you know, the TV shows. The TV shows have been good, and but it hasn't. It's only led. It's only led to more excitement. Wandavision got people to go see Doctor Strange: Multiverse of Madness. If it not been for Wandavision, I, I don't know if people would have been excited for that movie, as excited for the movie as they were. And then again, that movie let down those a lot of those same people. It is insane. It is absolutely ridiculous and insane to say that because we did Loki and Wandavision, more people didn't go to see Ant Man and Doctor Strange. It's, it's, right. It does not make it does not make any sense. How no. does someone have, who said I'm gonna watch this show, watch that show, and say I'm not gonna go see the movies that are directly related to the show? That doesn't add up. It doesn't compute in any level at all. Like it's, it's such a, again, it, it feels like when 
you're, you're searching for answers. And I think you made a good point. That maybe this is something Feige is telling me. If it's, it sounds like when, you know, uh, the, your boss is coming to you and say, hey, you got to explain this. And you just got to come up with some kind of flim-flam. That's what I'm saying. No, That's what it sounds there's like. No, there's no real explanation other than I failed. Like, Kevin Feige said, I put together, <laughs> I put together a movie slate that just wasn't up to snuff. It wasn't good. It, it was not a full slate. There were good movies in there. But... And- it wasn't a full slate of heat. I didn't have enough uh, bangers to try to get us through this time post Avengers Endgame, and it was my fault. Talk- it's like he's not going to say that, so maybe this is what they're coming up with. You talked about that. You talked about that Fox deal, man, and like I, you know, I told you guys before the show. I, I listened to us talking about uh, the you know the Fox deal. I listened to two things. I listened to us talking about when the Fox deal happened in July of 2018. Us talking about it and us saying, "How does what is EJ? You asked the question, what is Kevin Feige? What is his immediate action plan? What is how has life changed for him today as it was yesterday? How does what does he do?" And we were talking about how is he going to figure out how a way to get the X Men in the next like two or three movies they were making. You know, right. similar to what happened Spider- with Spider-Man, Spider-Man right. in Civil War. That was the conversation. It wasn't this idea about, well, they're going to have to wait. And then, you know, fast forward, I listened to in April of the, of 2019, the following April, Kevin Feige had comments where he was asked about the X-Men. And he was like, we're not going to see the X-Men for a very long time. And me and EJ flat out just didn't believe him. We were like, that's yeah, he's probably you know deflecting or something like that. You know, I was like, a very long time, I mean, 2024, EJ was like, anything past 2022 is a very, very long time. Shamari was the only one that was like, eh, it might be, that sounds like 10 years, <laughs> you see, a very long time. And But Shamari made a very good point in that conversation where he was like, look, if I'm Bob Iger or I'm Alan Horn at the time, he's like, I go to Kevin Feige and say, look, screw whatever your plan is. Screw whatever you have, <laughs> like- your creative vision. So we got to scrap it all and get the X-Men in there. <laughs> like, who cares about what we were doing? And again, now we've fast forwarded, you know, four years, over four years from that conversation that we had. And we still not only like you can't use the argument where we had a plan. The, 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 the five year without the day, well, we have a five year plan. Well, we're now we're now four years in. <laughs> And we, we look into the next four years going forward, and there's still no X Men plan. So what's going on? None. So that is where we. No, can that I, is did, where. No, sorry. Well, sorry. I let you finish. Go ahead. No, I'll just. Yeah, you can go ahead. No, I was gonna say. I mean, the 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 Disney Marvel, you know, Marvelite, Feigeite, you know, whatever you want to call it. Uh, you know, yeah. they would they would make the argument. First of all, they mentioned COVID. I mean, was this, was that pre-COVID? Yes. No, definitely pre-COVID. They yeah. probably mentioned COVID, okay. messing with the five-year plan. Though, honestly, I don't. I still don't see X Men. I, I don't see us getting any. That's what no, I'm saying. It's, hasn't even been a hint of any kind of X. There's one thing to like have not seen so, the X Men. It's another thing to look at the slate and any projected slate and still not see anything X Men. Don't not even see a sliver of hope. To see, like, I think the furthest thing out that we know we're getting is like, like you said, like Secret Wars, like, or the furthest like individual thing is like what, like Thunderbolts or like that Fantastic Four or something. It's like, I don't, yeah. I don't think I'm gonna get the X Men in any of these projects. In anything, 
Like, I just don't think it's going to happen. So like, it's like, yep. it's just. They decided we want to do the multiverse and we want to do Secret Ward before we do anything mutant related. Yeah, now, that's a bad point. the only thing that makes sense, we've said it a million times on this show, is there was something contractually in the contract when they got uh, Fox saying that they can't use the X-Men for a certain period of time. Some sort of moratorium that is preventing you. If that's the case, by the way, that was just, bad money. it highlights how, how terrible you're right, how terrible a deal that was. You yep. acquire an asset for $71 billion, and the primary subsidiary of that asset you can't use for X amount of years, write whatever number, 10, 5, 8, whatever. You can't even use it for 8 years under your full control. And you spent $71 million, and you can't say, oh, well, we spent $71 million, but it was more than just, you know, Fantastic Four and, and X-Men. Stop it. Your your press release started with, this is great because now Deadpool is a part of D- Disney. We all we all knew why you spent the $71 billion. You said it yourself when you announced the acquisition, how excited you were that X-Men and Deadpool and Fantastic Four were now back home with Marvel. That's literally in your press release as a company, not Marvel, of Disney. So you spent that money, and if there's some deal out there that you, you failed to tell us about, you still want to tell us what the hell is going on with that. Like, there's a deal out there that doesn't allow you to actually do what you want to do with these characters, and that's all, that's your fault. That's, that's your fault. On, that's on you, but I think you still have to be transparent because this this is a PR disaster, what's going on right now. With the Fantastic Four, and again, this doesn't absolve them in Fantastic Four because, as far as we know, I mean, nothing's been reported about any sort of embargo or any sort of moratorium that's stopping them from using the Fantastic Four. But, but just with the X Men, this is a PR disaster that we've gone now five years since this deal was reported, and there hasn't been a sniff of any new X Men characters, and. Not even a sniff of them even being on the horizon, and so, and, the, and again, we were talking about putting Wolverine in like Black Widow, like at the time we were like, can, can they put Wolverine in Black Widow? Like, can they put like Storm has to be in Black Panther too? Like that was the conversation. We were like, screw whatever they're gonna do, what else they were gonna do, put Storm in Black in Black Panther too, easy. We 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 thought that was like a that was like write it in, that's a lock, and and and. I mean, again, no, no, no signs of anything, and you're hurting the you're hurting the value of these things also because as Marvel, the the hype around Marvel, you know, continues to depreciate, you're you're just losing you're losing millions and millions and millions on any future X Men movies or any future, you know, team up movies you want to make. That's why Secret War is the buzz on that. The buzz on King Dynasty is dying and dying and dying. So I mean, look, it's bad. They've they they they've cost themselves by not just telling people, look, we can't use new X Men yet. Exactly. Yeah. Because that's of some the contract stuff. It. But they are coming and, and announcing and announcing it in a con or whatever, like Marvel. Oh, yeah, the, the, the mutants, mutants are coming. The mutants. The mutants are. It's like Why don't do that. Game? Yeah, Why you, would you do yeah, that? Stuff, this is stuff that they they are doing. And they didn't have to do any. Ralph they didn't have to. Quicksilver they didn't have to buy Fox properties for seventy one billion. They didn't have to put like Shamari said. They didn't have to put Evan Peters in Wandavision and not right. tell us who he's playing till the last episode. If this and, was some again, if this is all some game. <laughs> yeah, 
like if 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 you can't do the exit, just tell them, just tell us that. And if you can, then you're all idiots. That this is it's yeah, pretty much. simple. You're all idiots if you're saying to yourself, "I'd rather do a Thunderbolts movie playing than an X Men movie." For no reason. I, I, I'll tell you this: you're all idiots if you say to yourself, "I think Secret Wars is more important than the next X Men movie." You're yeah, all idiots. Hundred percent. Secret yeah. Wars should have been Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. That's what everybody thought it was going to be. And everybody was excited. And then they got, you know, we got Haley Atwell this week saying, yeah, I thought the Captain Carter thing was stupid. You know, it, it, it didn't work. I, it hurt the character. We got everybody that was in that movie thought it was lame. And, you know, John Krasinski's like, okay, what, you know, I don't know what they did with my character, blah, blah, blah. Like, why wouldn't, why wouldn't that movie have just been Secret Wars so that we could have gotten an X-Men movie faster? If that was, if that is what, if, the, if there is no contractual obligation. So again, the way Marvel's played this from every direction has been idiotic. There's been no, there. I can't. Again, the only thing I can I can give them credit for or say they, you know, you can't blame them for is COVID. But I'm only giving you a year, two years tops to figure that out. Yeah. But we're, we're getting like, uh, yeah. Tell you I'm, what, I'm, I'm expecting X, to see an X Men movie till 2028 at the I mean, earliest. I, I tell you, I tell you what, guys. This phase, in my opinion, should be. At this point, it's Ivy's fault. He's pushed me to this. Not anything Kevin has said, but I mean, this is a make or break <laughs> phase to me for Kevin Feige. If if by the end of this phase, wow. we don't got anything that we could really latch onto and say, okay, the future of Marvel is bright, then we need a new head of creative at Marvel. I That's agree. where we're at. I think, yeah, like I we, think we, on the hot seat. We we have reached that point, and Kevin, look, all legends eventually have to either resign or they get fired, they get put out the pasture. In sports, Tom Landry got fired. Okay? Like, anybody can be... He, he's he's Bill Belichick coaching the Patriots right now. Like, what's, what, was he... As, <laughs> was, it, was it Evans and Downey or was it Feige? I don't know. <laughs> right. He's starting to look he's, crazy. He's Greg now. Popovich. He's Greg Popovich coaching the <laughs> Yeah, he's coaching you know, Jontae Murray and Trey, and, you know, Trey yeah, Jones. Yeah, like, <sighs> Tim Duncan walks out the door and Kawhi walks out the door and we're like... <laughs> What happened to Pop? Like that's that's how it looks. Yep. And, and, and Kendall, like and this also goes back to what you know what I was telling you, Kendall, and, and EJ, you just said it and I echo your sentiments. We were talking about the flash. And EJ, I told Kendall, I was like, we know I had to get this flash stuff shut down with these weekly reviews of the flash because I was like, I can't <laughs> do it anymore. Yeah, the quality wasn't the right. same. I can't. The quality is just so low, like it's not right. it's I don't like time, watching right. it. It's a waste right. of my time. And I'm like Look, we haven't seen. I still haven't seen Shazam. I don't know <laughs> if we're gonna talk about Shazam. I'm just gonna be honest. <laughs> no one cares. Yeah, no one cares. Yeah. You know, like Marvel. Marvel's gotta right be careful. Ca- they gotta be careful. All right. Yeah. Like, is every single Marvel movie like I was telling kind of like the Marvels? I'm just gonna be honest. The Marvels, like, if we weren't if we if we weren't doing this show, that joint might not be watched for like weeks. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest. And, and, I don't know. Like, brings that it will very up. much depend on what the critics and the fans are saying. Shamari brings that point up, and I and I was gonna say earlier, like and what's crazy is he says that, but like I I know I'm gonna watch it. You know why? Because I actually liked Wandavision and I liked Miss Marvel. It, right, it, exactly. Me watching those shows didn't tell me they oh I actually no, I don't care about the Marvel. Hey, well, I like those shows better than I like Captain Marvel as a movie. Right. Like that, it makes me want to actually see it. 
Yeah, 100%. The only reason but I even said, oh, no, you don't want to want to. The reason why you're not going to go see the Marvels is because WandaVision and Miss Marvel existed, even though we're introducing characters that, you know, you actually first got introduced to on the television shows. But that's yeah, actually a detriment, according to throw, Bob Iger. Throw Secret Invasion as well, because that's like a, a Captain Marvel sequel. Like, like Secret Invasion has gotten me to, like, want to, like, almost rewatch Captain Marvel. And I haven't thought about that Captain Marvel movie <laughs> pretty much since it's come out. Right. And, and, you know, until Secret Invasion. So, like, that, that and, and honestly, the Secret Invasion has helped, like, my view of that movie. Because, again, that movie at the time, I was just like, ah, I don't know. It just feels weird. Like, these are the scrolls. But now now when you get the full picture, you're like, oh, okay, this makes more sense now. But, um, but again, I was going to say, I think Marvel's got to be really careful. Because, again, Kevin, uh, you know, Bob Iger's talking about, oh, you know, we had a flop here, a flop there. Um... They better hope this Marvel's movie is good because I don't know. It's like we talked, like I talked about, what what are people asking for? I just don't know a whole lot of people that were asking for this movie, and mm-hmm. we'll see what the box office ends up being. But you know, if they thought that, like, if they thought, oh man, we've been trending downward, I don't know if this movie is going to be the movie that gets them back up. Yeah, they you might know? end up in freefall. They might, you know, and then I wouldn't say panic because again, you got Deadpool coming up, and we'll see with the strike how everything is, the calendar is affected. But like, there's a chance that that the Marvel movie is the last Marvel movie we see for a while. What's unfortunate though is that like they 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 just had a really good movie come out. The problem is the creator that did it is not with the company, so it's almost like it almost doesn't feel yeah. like it's a Marvel movie. And because exactly. that that iteration of those characters are essentially done like it's almost like that thing is over like there is nothing to look forward to in that so it's like they gotta win but it's like how much did they really win with how successful guardians volume three was um well i could talk about guardians guardians got off a lot off word of mouth as well like there wasn't like just insane buzz going into the movie but once people started the word got started going around about how great it was it lived you know and i think that quality can still can still win at the end in the at the end of the day Marvel doesn't need all of this buzz, but if the quality isn't going to be like a one, because again, I mentioned Thor: The Dark World as a part of those movies people were excited for. It was a bad movie, but people still went to go see it because it was Thor: The Dark World. Like, you know, it, that's that because Thor was good and it was Thor two. People wanted to see it, um, and really, and, and honestly, last thing I, I mentioned: Secret Invasion, like. Not not a lot of people are watching that, you know, and and I think Marvel is is hitting a crossroads where they gotta yep. they gotta start to figure out, you know, how do we market these things? Like, you know, what is what what is vital and what is not? And it just feels like the the number one thing that they should be focused on outside of the Avengers and probably including the Avengers is the X Men and the Fantastic Four. Really, those should be their only focus. That's it. Like that's all. That's all I care about. We got an Echo show coming out before that. <laughs> yeah, we have an Agatha Harkness. Who Greenland? I mean, we said this. I was mad when we announced it. I was like, "What are we doing? <laughs> Who wanted an Agatha Harkness show?" And we're now you know, like two like, years should... later, and literally. And no the problem else... with the Agatha Harkness show is it takes away from you being able to do something else cool. Like, exactly. Like, it's, like, like in, a, in a vacuum, in a vacuum, is there anything wrong with doing a show at Act of Harkness? I mean, no. But the problem is, like, okay, because you're doing Act of Harkness, it means you're not doing 
Luke Cage. We're not doing a Gambit show. That means we're not getting the X-Men in five years. We're going to get an X-Men Yeah, you're not doing Jessica Jones again. You're not doing Punisher. I told Shamari. I told Shamari we were talking early in the week. I was like, that As a Darkness show could be a Gambit show. Like, that Echo show could be a Wolverine show. Like, like there's Rogue. Like, there's there's B-list X-Men characters that if that was a Nightcrawler Ugh. or a Mystique Disney Plus series, people would be losing their mind. Forget about it. Take my Magneto, money. A Magneto anthology. Yeah, a Magneto like... show. Like, you, you could do a show on Dazzler, and people would be more excited than they were for this Agatha Harkness show. And, like... Yeah, I mean they've 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 played it. Well, something they've like something that uh, I think we've heard to 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 Iger's credit, I think he's on set. This you know it's one of those things where you know Feige has fallen too in love with like anything he creates, wanting to kind of like multiply it, almost like Hydra. You know, chop off one head, two right. more yes. grow. Like it's like oh, yep. we did Wandavision, and wow, Catherine Hahn's performance as Agatha Harkness was so good. How do we capitalize on it? Sometimes you just right. capitalize it on just like it living as a classic performance, or maybe you capitalize right. it on her appearing in some other movie at some point. Capitalizing on it doesn't mean let me turn this into a full series now and waste and, resources, time, energy, and money, and, and not to have make the foresight, and not have the foresight to know like, all right, we're in twenty twenty one. We have like eight properties we're trying to get off. If I greenlight an Agatha Harkness show. It's going to take, like, three years for this, maybe three years for it to come out. Exactly. By 2024, no one's going to care. And, 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 and to go along with that, not only do you have the distance, and that said, not the distance from the show means how many people really are going to be connect, as connected as you were when you first greenlit it after you see the success of, uh, of that. But like I said, the problem I see is that it's just, like, obsession with, instead of saying, hey, okay, let's move on to something different. Like, okay, you did Agatha Harkness, that was cool. Now, again, maybe, maybe yeah. you just decide, okay, let's do, like, again, maybe we do Iron Fist correctly this time. We do that as a TV show. Or, hey, everybody's really yelling about how great Luke Cage was, and they'd like to have him back. Maybe we do Luke Cage. Like, even if you decided not to do the X-Men stuff. Like, Marvel's thing is, like, again, their obsession with we have to, oh, you like something we did? Okay, we're going to give you more of that. And sometimes you don't, I don't need more of this. I don't need more of Ant-Man. I don't need more of Agatha Harkness. Okay, that was Where's cool. Where's Doctor Doom? Yeah, do I, I want Doctor Doom? Do Doctor Doom? That <laughs> the can be the next thing, thing you do. I'm not obsessed with like thing. like they're like so obsessed with their wins. Like yeah. I don't know, they're like the team that like they're like the player that like scores thirty and is looking at the box score and is obsessed with it and it's figuring out how do they're I the, recreate this box score? Where it's like the, you should be worried about the they're W. The Lakers, they're the Lakers giving Austin Reeves a max contract. You know, like. Look, I, we discovered this guy that no one ever heard of, and now we're going to give him a hundred million dollars. Like that's that's what they're doing with Agatha Harkness, where they're saying, you know, yeah, look, nobody thought that this could work, and nobody knew about this character, and now we're going to turn her into this mega star that no one wants to see. Like, and quite frankly, that's how you get. And I and I love Secret Invasion, but like that's how you get. And I love like the the Secret Invasion they've given us, even though it's nothing like the comic. But that's how you get Secret Invasion. It's like oh, like Samuel Jackson's been like this great figure for us like how do we do a move like a series centered around samuel jackson well because like a nick fury show like like it's like okay fine i guess it's like why do we do it well let's put the secret invasion tag on it it's like well secret invasion is gonna pull a lot of people because everybody knows how large scale that is 
but then there's nothing close to it. Like, that's how you get yeah. these things, because a lot of it is, again, okay, we got to give a W to yeah. this. And, again, it's not all bad. Like, Loki was a really good show. And all that was because of, like, oh, we had success with Tom Hiddleston. Um, but, like, that's how we are getting these things. It's like Marvel really is becoming, like, high on their own supply when it comes to the content they've created and trying to continue to highlight it moving forward. I know we could spend so much time, we've already spent way too much time on just this aspect of it. But, um, yeah, I feel like Marvel's at a crossroads. I think Iger's assessment of where he sees things and the reason why they're faltering doesn't make total sense. Again, there's aspects of it I can agree with. I think some of the large, big assertions he makes are completely ridiculous. And, um, and it does, this, and I, I feel like of all the guys on this podcast, I've been the one that's been most patient with Marvel during this time. That piece just ran out yeah. when I saw those quotes. And you heard that in my voice with how ridiculous this situation is and how I really do feel like Marvel is at a crisis of leadership at this point in time. I, 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 I cannot think... tell you, I cannot tell you how these next two or three years are going to go at Marvel today. I can't say that. I, I, I can't say for sure it's going to be I, good. I don't know. Kevin Feige is praying and like he's hoping that we can just get to get really. I think it's just get to Kang Dynasty and get to Secret Wars. Like, I think that. I mean, I, I think he's hoping. Like, I mean, I think maybe you're right. And I know I've been the guy. I think he's hoping. I think he wants to get to Deadpool. I think that's why he moved it up. I think he's that's like, true. Yeah, I you're think he's right. like, yo, these people are really saying what the f's going on. We don't care about yeah, your Marvel like, Disney character you created. We want to see these new people. And then, yeah. like, all right, let's move this thing up. Like, they got a good story. Let's just do it. We got Hugh Jackman. Like, that's why they got Hugh Jackman. Like, that was, I don't say a desperate move because it was the right move. But, like, I think that that is what they're, that's what they're looking at. They're saying, yeah, we're not going to yeah. be able to turn this tide until they see something resembling X-Men mutants and stuff on Marvel right. Studios. And, and look, properties. Deadpool, I already know that joint's going to be awesome. But, like, but, man. Like that's you know that this is another. I feel like it's another no way home. Like it's just a play the hits, like throwback. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's not like fun. MCU. That's like some kind of old like, worlds kind of. Thing. And I think that like no way home. Like they earned a lot of great positive thing, great positive feedback. But I feel like an equity. But I don't think they'll gain the same kind of equity with a Deadpool three, no matter how good it is. Because I just didn't feel like people are gonna be like, well, we saw this with no way home. But, like, where are the X-Men? Or where is Doctor Doom? Or where are the Fantastic Four? And, and that's that'll be the question with that movie. But the last thing I'll say real quick is Doctor Doom, like, I, I, I'm i going to say that I think that we're getting Doctor Doom in Secret Wars. And I think that he's going to be, I don't know, I, like, I don't know if he's going to be the main villain or something along those lines. But, like, because none of this makes any sense with his character. Unless, again, unless there's some similar embargo on his character, like he's not. As far I mean, as you know, he's I'm not. I'm not giving Marvel any credit for that. Like, I don't. I'm gonna say no. Like, I, I, I have no reason it, to believe this makes no sense. It I'm makes absolutely zero sense. Yeah, can I? Can I? I think. I think when we go see Secret Wars, I think you're gonna see the same look on my face that you saw when I went to see uh, the Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> I think it's just. I'm just gonna be like, why am I here? What's going on? No disrespect to Star shout out to Star Wars fans that like the sequel trilogy. No disrespect. But I'm just gonna be like, what if I don't see I, like X Men, like Hey Shamari knows, like we did Imperial Fantastic Four, like Doom, 
then I'm going to be like, why am I here? Why am I here? I don't care if they bring Downey back and Evans back for this event. I don't care. On Imperial Broadcast, for those years, I was like, look, man, give Kathleen Kennedy, give Abrams, give them a chance to finish the story before we, you know, kill the sequel trilogy, see Rise of Skywalker, and then it'll (laughs) all make sense. By the end of it, I was like, man, was I wrong? You know, I, I said, give him a shot. And yep. I seen the whole story, and it just yeah. it, it doesn't make sense. And it feels I kind of getting that same nervous injury. It was like, look, give Marvel a chance, like see Secret Wars, and then we'll you know we'll judge it at the end. But I, I will say this: like- I, I I think Secret Wars is going to be fire. I do. I I'm I not. Be. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I don't have much. That's one of the only things I'm not that nervous about. Um, like I or like I have that much uncertainty about. Like I think that that's going to be good. And I don't think. I don't think it even has to have the X-Men to be good because I've seen Marvel do this with uh, Endgame and Infinity War where we said you got to have these Marvel Netflix characters in order for this to work, right? And they did it, and it was amazing. So I think that they're going to be fine. Like, I don't have any concerns with that per se. Um, my bigger concerns about about all the other stuff that comes before that and being like, are we going to care about any of this stuff until we finally get to Secret Wars? Because I think we're going to have... Jackman potentially. I think we're gonna have Maguire. Like I, I think that Secret War is gonna be mega. I, I don't think it's gonna be. Now I don't know. I don't know if anything Iris said today means that like it may be less than what we thought it would be. I don't think that it will affect that. But um, but yeah, it's just something that that's how I feel about Secret Wars. But I do want to move on because we've been on this for a long time. We'll make sure we get this other stuff we have for today. So, um, quickly, the Hugh Jackman costume. It's revealed, it was revealed for Deadpool 3. We had some leaked photos come out. Then we finally got one high-res photo that came out from the Deadpool uh, staff to, to let us know, hey, okay, you guys got it out, so we'll give you one. Um, of Wolverine in his costume, and it is a yellow costume reminiscent of the comics. Uh, you got a, it's a full-sleeved costume. So long sleeves for Wolverine here. Um, one thing to know about Hugh Jackman, people were talking about the sleeves. What's the deal with the sleeves? He, he is a, apparently he's a susceptible to skin cancer. So in order to protect himself, he, I guess they wanted to make sure he was, you know, as fully covered as possible. So Wolverine has a, is a very, very comic accurate yellow suit with the exception of just, they gave him full sleeves, full sleeves as opposed to going sleeveless. Um, he's of course standing alongside Ryan Reynolds, who's, in his full Deadpool costume. We assume Ryan Reynolds. I guess in theory could have been a stunt double. But uh, I guess I'll go to Kendall first here. On a scale of 1 to 10, how do you grade the Wolverine costume for Deadpool 3? Um, I mean, I'll give it an 8. You know? I mean, I think it's... Uh, and that's an 8 on, like, the scale of, like, 10 being, you know, just the, just the, the dream comic come to life. Like, you know, exactly what you would have hoped and uh, it's close to that um and uh you know probably a four being like every other wolverine costume we've done you know or something along those lines but um yeah no i mean it's 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 exactly what it's pretty much exactly what you'd hope for um look obviously there's some there's you know no mask which you know don't expect that given the the what we've seen so far with the jackman character and then it doesn't mean that we won't get a mask at all in this movie, but with no mask in what we've seen. And, uh, you know, Jackman's just a little bit, you know, he's a little bit taller than the typical Wolverine. So it's just how it's going to be. There's nothing you can do about that. But besides those facts, like, um, 
it looks like Wolverine. I mean, and and from that perspective, you know, I mean, I'm excited for the for for the movie. I'm excited for uh, what's happening in this movie. Uh, the premise sounds interesting. Everything we've heard about um, it being this massive Fox uh, Marvel bonanza. I mean, we also had the confirmation this week that Jennifer Garner is going to be Elektra, you know, from like Hollywood Reporter. Very weird deal that that got reported that way, but um, you know, it seems like this is going beyond the Fox X-Men verse, which is what we thought it was going to be initially, and it's becoming this Fox Marvel no way home, so to speak. I mean, there were already rumors that we might be getting uh, Jessica Alba as um, Sue Storm. You know, I'm I'm like 99% sure that Chris Evans is going to be back as Johnny Storm. I and mean, we had a report a couple of years ago that he was signed on to come back to play somebody in the MCU again. And we all assumed it'd be something in Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, probably Johnny Storm or another version of Captain America, President Rogers or, you know, the Iron Monger or whatever they called himself in that movie in uh, What If and... He ends up just not being in the movie at all, so I kind of threw it out. Like I don't know, I don't know what he, I don't know what we're gonna see him. But it seems like he's gonna be in Deadpool. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, the excitement for that movie is uh, is extremely palpable. And again, that's how it should be for Marvel movies, as we talked about it. Kishimari, one of the shots that showed uh, a toppled twentieth uh, century Fox sign in the background of one of these uh, scenes with Wolverine. And uh, and Deadpool, so Kendall, you know, right on the money there with the apparent theme of this movie potentially. Uh, your thoughts on the costume that uh, Hugh Jackson's gonna be wearing in the film? Um, I really like it. It's really good. It's scale of one to, scale of one to ten. Um, I give it. I'll give it a. Uh, look, I'll be honest. I'll give it a nine. I mean, I'd say for for Hugh Jackman, for a Hugh Jackman Wolverine, it's a nine. Um, I think the only things that would make it better is, you know, if he had the mask on. You know, that's kind of that's kind of it. Um, the mask that, is hard to do. That, it kind of scares me. Do you think like, that he won't have a mask? No, I'm not even discounting it. I I I think he can. I, I'm yeah. like fifty fifty. I think he. I, I think I think I think, I think I think I think he will have a mask in the movie at some point. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. I would that wouldn't surprise me at all. I think he that's can have They might put the I, mask I could on. See, yeah, I could see it very minimal use. I just don't expect to see, like, I don't think, like, those scenes, like, he's got a mask, but it's going to be CV on or anything like that. Like, I think. No, no, I don't think that. I feel like yeah, the majority of the movie, I think he'll be maskless, uh, just contractual stuff. But <laughs> but <laughs> I think that uh, I wouldn't be shocked, though, if they did show it. I mean, the Wolverine Kyle is, like, it's iconic. I mean, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, there's certain. Like if you're gonna do, I know now. I know Hugh Jackman's look is now iconic. So like, okay, maybe you're trying to blend both. But like, I mean, I'm thinking about superhero masks. I mean, but like, okay, there's Batman's cowl, there's Spider-Man's cowl. I could argue Wolverine's number three. Like, I'm thinking about honestly. Superhero. I think De- De- Deadpool is, has moved up the ladder. Maybe Deadpool. Really is, yeah, I mean, Deadpool moved up. He moved up real fast. So I could see. Because he's a character, you you he will only show his mask. He right. Exactly. Show his every face I mean, every logo, every shirt, Deadpool shirt is a usually his face. Right. Um, and so so even if you put Deadpool in there, Wolverine's top five without question. Yeah. Yeah. Without exactly. question. 
So yep. I'm putting it up there with Black Panther. I'm putting it up there with Flash. Like Wolverine, it, that mask, that iconic look, is synonymous with Wolverine in a way that many, very few characters are synonymous with a certain look. So I, I will be shocked if they're going to do this film, and we're not going to get that look at some point. I'm not going to say that's going to be for the majority of the film, but I think we will have his mask uh, on at some point. I, I'm not going to say it's for the majority, but I think there's a chance he's he wears it a great deal. Maybe that's just a scene where he's not wearing it. There. I mean, when they, when they when they teased it in the Wolverine, you know, at the end, right. the they teased the cow. They show mask. Yeah. Yeah, like that's yep. that's the thing. I mean, they didn't tease. Oh, here's you know a suit. <laughs> the cops yeah, the just go, suit. oh crap, this is this is happening. So yeah, I mean I give the suit um I'll give it a uh, I'll give it a, a eight as Kendall said as well. A good eight though. I don't say that like in any kind of negative way. Um the suit looks great, man. I mean the colors are perfect. Um uh, I even liked how like kinda like dusty and kinda dirty it is because like, you know, I feel like Wolverine's the kind of guy that he's he's scrapped in often, so I, I would expect that his costume wouldn't be like pristine yellow. Um, I love the X Men logo on on the on the on the belt. That's a classic thing there. So I love that they're connecting him to the X Men. Very curious when, how, why he's wearing this suit. Like those answers, I would love to get. But um, you know, yeah, I only they miss I agree from the mask. And um, you know, I, I I'm fine with the sleeves. Like obviously, obviously, I have no problem given that they're trying to protect cat. Uh, trying to protect Jackman. I wouldn't even critique it in any way because of that. But um, but you know, I, I would you know it would be great to see how he would have looked sleeveless. I mean, that would have been just like perfect. But um, but like I actually think a sleeve like Wolverine looks is pretty cool. Like, I actually, I'm looking at this now and wondering, like, oh, like they probably should have like had him wear sleeves like in like maybe like cold weather missions and things like that. It probably would have been a cool like alternate, you know. Um, right. like when I saw it, I was like, oh, it actually, it actually looks good. It's just like it's not a look we've seen uh very often or at all really in the comics. But um, yeah. The fact that they're giving us this is is really sweet. I saw someone tweet, man, if only uh, Jackman was a foot shorter, like how awesome would this picture be with him <laughs> standing side by side with Deadpool? And I admit that would be pretty cool, but it's still kind of surreal to kind of see those guys standing side by side in Wolverine wearing the classic uh, uh, yellow and yellow and, and then blue. It's gonna be it's gonna be awesome, man. I can't wait to see uh, this film when it comes out. I don't know when we're gonna get it because again, production probably is gonna be holding soon. It was a soon report. If- there was a report that um, we're not getting any of the first class characters. That's good. if they are that we're if they are getting we're getting any X Men characters, only gonna be the OGs. That's fine. I don't need any of those people anymore. Not, in this not, not even Fastbender. No, or, not in this uh, one. Not in this Mac movie. No, not in this movie. Interesting. This movie, you gotta give me the OGs. Oh, I mean, I feel me like the purpose. Fanky Jansen. I feel like the purpose. Yeah, you gotta give me Halle Berry, right? You know, those are the characters. I feel like that I... was the purpose of the Deadpool movie. Like Deadpool, like the jokes that we've seen in the Deadpool movies about not being able to interact with the X Men and whatnot, and like, like I feel like he's been talking about the, those movies. I don't know if he and right. we saw we saw McAvoy in them in the last Deadpool movie anyway, and that was part of the joke. So like right. seeing them again would just be like okay, you know, but. It's the big fish. It's the it's the it's the legacy characters that we haven't seen yet. So, I agree to that extent. Um, I do feel like, I, you know, I do feel like seeing McAvoy and, and Fastbender in their prime is more significant than seeing 
85 year old Ian McClellan and Patrick Stewart. Like, well, I don't think I want to see those guys either. I'm talking when I say about the OG X Men, though. I'm talking about like the X Men. And I, I mean, I'm not to say that obviously Charles Xavier is an X Men, but you know what I mean. Like, right, 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 right. right. I want to see you know Scott Summers. I want to see like those people. Right, Nightcrawl. I'm gonna bring back yeah, Nightcrawler, yeah. Rogue. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. that's what I think of. Like, I don't need to see hit. Wolverine get stopped by any Magneto again. I don't need to see him stop, stopped and frozen by a Magneto, whether it be Fastbender or McClellan. I've seen that a million times. I don't need to see that again. <laughs> you don't see, yeah, you see Magneto grab Cyclops' visor. Yeah, I don't or need anything. To see like, <laughs> yeah. so, I like those guys. Those guys, they're fine. I saw. I already saw everything Stewart. we've heard is that those guys will be in. You know, that's that's the rumor. I mean, that's and fine. I, that, I'm cool with that. That's the I, only thing. Is that I? That's my only drawback. Is that everyone else I agree with, but Matt and you can't you can't like bend it where you have Fastbender and McAvoy with the rest of the old X Men. But but that's the only problem to me is is if if, if we got have an old Magneto, like I just don't know. I mean, he's still gonna be still gonna be great, but and I think it's how they're like, used. I mean, I I I mean, I thought I thought Stewart did fine in in. In Doctor Strange, like I, yeah. I thought he was fine. I didn't think I didn't for what he was given. Like, yeah, I think he was good. Yeah, I mean he's a guy in a wheelchair. I mean, like he, he he's not <laughs> right. You're not asking him to do all that much. I mean, his acting chops and delivery and dialogue you ask him to do, but in terms of physical work, I just feel like when you think about Charles Xavier or you think about Professor X, like you you think about you don't think of eighty. Roles. You don't think of eighty. You don't think of an eighty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You right. think of fifty, exactly. sixty max. You started seeing eighty. It's like Coach K, Joe Pa, at the end of their time coaching. Like, yeah, I mean, and, and even watching um, uh, the last season of Picard, right? You can could, you could see the age. You can see it very clearly. Um, <laughs> and they tried to introduce his love interest in it, and I'm just like, this is just, it's just weird. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, not that of course older people can fall in love and all that kind of stuff, but it, but it was like with someone that was much younger. I think they were kind of trying to make it like he was like the Picard from back then, and it's like I'm not seeing that. And then in the age, right. and it just it just didn't work. But but yeah, it's just um, you can definitely see the age. I agree. I would rather if they were to include them, I I'd probably rather see Fastbender and uh, McAvoy. Um, but but either way, I mean, I'm cool. I'm cool either way. Um, but just because you know those those actors are. Or just, uh, you know, they're just younger. So I, I feel like I, they'd probably be able to do more. Man, I, I, I'm excited about this film. Like I said before, I think in many ways this is the film that Marvel really pointed to and said, hey, we're going to turn this tie. It's going to start here. So uh, shout out to the costume. Shout out to uh, Jackman for returning to the role. I think that now there's a lot of palpable energy excitement for Deadpool 3. Shifting gears now over to DC. Some big castings uh, have been reported for DC Superman Legacy, and uh, if not some of them, all most of them, all of them, almost all of them have been confirmed. Also by Gunn, so these are all good to go. So the latest being Anthony Carrigan, who will be playing uh, the role of the misunderstood hero Metamorpho in the upcoming film Superman Legacy. Meanwhile, you got Isabella Mercade. Uh, forgive me if I got that last name wrong. Uh, she will be playing Hawk Girl. Edie uh, Gathergy, he will star Mister Terrific. And Nathan Fillion playing Guy Gardner, uh, Green Lantern. The casting signal a large 
uh, net being cast by James Gunn, the director, when it comes to establishing his new DC universe in the Superman reboot. But on Twitter, Gunn rejected the notion that the character's additions uh, were to set up other projects. Gunn said that the characters are there to simply help tell the story of Superman and that Clark and Lois are the obvious main characters in the film. So I'll go to Sham here. Uh, do these roles and castings you heard about, do they give you more excitement for Superman Legacy? Absolutely. Um, the castings are great. Um, but I, this is, especially, it's funny, especially the metamorpho casting. I've seen so much of... Uh, oh, Anthony Carrigan. It's just, that's uh, just So much perfect, of Anthony Carrigan. This is a perfect um, role. I mean, he's talking <laughs> about a guy who's been grinding too. I mean, I know he's, he's, yeah. he's done excellent in Barry... But we've seen we I feel like we've seen Anthony Carrigan in like everything for the last you know seven eight years, and yeah. finally people are like we we knew he was the guy with the talent. We we first stepped Look, on the scene on on Gotham. We were like this guy this show is crazy and weird. But this say, guy man, is great. Yeah. Look, Bruno Teller needs a lot of praise. Him and his entire team. Yep. Everybody that worked on Gotham. Look, that show like you said they very found flawed, stars. very weird. Yeah. But their casting was top tier. Yeah, I mean, like yep. you said, they found stars. Uh, David Mazus is rumored he's going to be starring in the new My Hero Academia show on Netflix, live action, and Cameron Monaghan just got cast in, uh, I want to say Tron, if I'm not mistaken, or something like that, and we see what he's doing with Star Wars. Yeah, and then Marina Marina Basarin. Yeah, background. Yeah. Ben, uh, ben uh, McKenzie, of course. Yeah, Ben McKenzie. Ro- Robin Lord Taylor. Yeah. Robin Lord Taylor is a superstar, you know, who yep. hasn't gotten that shine yet, but whenever he gets a shot, he's going to, we already know he can act. Like, just a ton, just an incredible cast that they had on that show. Crystal Reed. Uh, yes, exactly. You know, yep. who played uh, yep. Sophia Falcone. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, casting on that show was excellent. Yeah. And, yep. and, and yep. Uh, Carrigan, who, again, now has become. Uh, a star at this point now in uh, Superman Legacy as uh, as Metamorpho, which again just perfect casting. When you think of the look, obviously Carrigan has, but also what he brings as an actor and him playing the role of Metamorpho, you can't ask for a better better type casting in that regard. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that so that's probably the the only exception. But honestly, I'm more and I don't have any problem with any of the castings. But that one was a, that, I thought that one fit particularly well. But I. Uh, but I'm honestly more excited about these characters. I mean, we're getting Hawk Girl, Mister yeah. Terrific, uh, Guy Gardner, and Men of Army. It's like wow. So this is like a stacked. This is like uh, I'm getting like Black Adam flashbacks. But like this is super. This, this is this is unlike anything Marvel does, quite frankly. Like I yeah. I can't believe I'm at the point where I'm like I'm like you know shading Marvel, being like no, oh, I've, DC's been, I've been there for DC's actually I know you've years. been there, but I I know but now I'm with you guys. Now I'm fully I fully embraced it. Like this is. Like, oh, when we talked about earlier, like, oh, you know, Storm, like, she's just obvious for Black Panther, right? And, of course, we don't get it. Like, DC, like, Feige, I mean, excuse me, uh, Gunn is showing that he's doing that. He's like, oh, I'm writing this story. You know what? Hawk Girl makes sense for whatever scene I'm doing. Let's cast a Hawk Girl. Oh, you know what? We need to get a Green Lantern in here. All right, let's put Guy Gardner in it. Like, all these things, Marvel, I'm like, oh, no, we can't do it because we didn't introduce this character. And we, we got to push, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, Agatha Harkness again. We got to show Agatha Harkness. We got to show someone that we actually showed already because we got to continue to push our story, what we've done, what we think is cool, not what the fans want. 
we, not we to can't build use, our we can't use Storm because you know we're making an Ironheart show, so we got to use Ironheart. So we can't do Storm. And it's like just do both. <laughs> throw Storm in there and throw Ironheart. Let the best one win, and then and figure out which show you want to do. Do a Storm show instead of an Ironheart show. Figure like, it out. Marvel is superheroes. It's comic, but it's superheroes. Or you know what? Believe. Like you, just you can't throw fit them all Storm in. in there. Get 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 Val out of this movie. Get Louis <laughs> Dreyfus out of this movie. Get Ross really, out of this yeah, movie. Yeah, and and here's what I will say too. Storm I'll actually defend Marvel a little bit on Black Panther because at least they were giving us outside characters, some that have not been introduced before, in that movie. I mean, there are other movies where, again, they won't mm-hmm. introduce new... You won't see a new superhero introducing an Ant-Man movie or an Eternals movie or yep. any of these movies we've seen. Um, you know, like, with the exception, I guess, of maybe Black Widow because they introduced Yelena and Red Guardian. Like, besides that, and again, you know, Red Guardian's like a D-list, G-list character. E- like, Eternals tried with, with Black Knight, and they're already saying... Yeah, we're, that that scene didn't we're happen. Scri- we're scrapping that. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're that, 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 that Blade, ain't gonna be Blade. Yeah, like that's like this is like so when I see wow, you're putting freaking Green Lantern, Hawk Girl, and Mister Terrific, Metamorpho in a Superman movie. Like you're really going for it. Like you're really actually like doing something. That I feel like fans would actually uh, be excited about. I know there's some controversy saying, oh, how much of a Superman movie is this gonna be? Like I don't know. Like if you just read like comics or watch cartoon like these kind of people just like show up randomly all the time like like this is superheroes this is a world you're creating and oh james gone i think he's capping a little bit when he says i'm not trying to set up other movies and maybe to a certain extent he's right he's not saying i'm putting this person because i think they're going to be great in a hawk girl movie i do think he's saying okay i have these people now you know on my roster that when if something calls for them to show up again they'll show up again but like yeah you're actually like making me believe oh not we're not just living in this own little sandbox of like metropolis and smallville like there's a larger world that is continuing to be ongoing and it's a superhero led world and you don't know who's going to show up which is what these movies should be like it shouldn't be so formulated the way marvel movies have been but again dc is kicking marvel's ass right now and they haven't even i haven't even seen anything yet and they're kicking marvel's ass (laughs) even the old dc you being like yeah i mean look Flash was there ten years later. We just didn't know. Yeah, you know, didn't see he was it. in there. We watched so. the rest of it. Yeah, we just didn't see it. Yeah, Bruce Wayne was there. We just didn't see it until five years later. Yeah, like oh, Greg, uh, Martian Manhunter was in that movie. He just didn't show himself in in, in Man of Steel. He just he was a regular black guy. <laughs> um, yeah, no, look, I mean the cast. You know, have you guys seen the Have you guys seen the the joke on uh? The guy that's playing uh, Mr. Terrific, they, they, they the, the, like the, it's yeah, like a viral was, thing. Yeah, he was the, the guy, guy that was died. in X Men, X Men, who wasn't supposed to be able to die in X Men First Class. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's the, the running joke. It, it's tweeted like every two months. So it's like, does anyone remember when First Class killed the one X Men that can't die? And it's a picture yeah. of that guy. And like, and so it was a running joke. And so when he got cast, obviously someone had to come out and retweet that again. Yeah, that was funny. a million times, but. And it went super viral this time, but but yeah, no, I mean, I mean, he's an excellent casting for Mister Terrific, Absolutely. Uh, and you know, I mean, yeah. I'm excited to see these different versions of these different characters. Um, you know, Hawk Girl, she wasn't in, uh, wasn't in, uh, obviously Black Adam. Um, last time we saw Hawk Girl, I guess was Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, yeah, I don't even remember like. 
what that was. Season, season one of Legends Tomorrow. Um, yeah, her and Hawkman. I, I remember yeah, Hawkman. Forgive me, I don't remember. That. I remember. I can't him. remember the actress that played her. I remember Hawkman being really little in that show, so I was just like, "This guy, <laughs> Hawkman." <laughs> but Kendall was like, "Hawk, Carl, Hawk, got get his get get in the weight room, man." <laughs> Honestly, man, I was like, "I can size up Carter Hall, man." Yeah, no, that, but, the Black Adam Hawkman, that's Hawkman. Yeah, exactly. And there's a lot of people that do want our guy Aldous Hodge to come back in that in in this. Uh, although I'm not holding my breath there. Um, the girl that played Hawk Girl did a pretty good job in Legend of Tomorrow, though. Uh, but yeah, I was it, I was upset. It, it seemed like, and I was a CR Renee. It seemed like she didn't want to. It seemed like she didn't want to continue. Like that's why they because they wrote her off the show. Yeah, I was gonna say because yeah, she, really... she showed up in. I feel like she showed up in I, Arrow and the Flash. Arrow, yeah. Yeah, she she showed up in there, and then yeah, she showed up in in the Flash and Arrow. Uh, She was in four episodes of the Flash and one episode of Arrow, and then was a main role in Legend Tomorrow. Where then she was like, "All right, I'm done." Which I mean, that's uh, you know, it's fine. Uh, I want to say the Flash probably got the right time to be honest. Though Legends was better than those other two shows. What was that, Kendall? No, yeah, I was just thinking. I was like, I want to say maybe that that one episode of the of Arrow might have been a crossover, but. I believe yeah, it, was, it was Legends of Yesterday, which was a crossover right. event. Uh, that was the you know essentially the beginning of them introducing Legend of Tomorrow. Right, right. She also had a Vandal Savage that was okay, right. could have been better, but. Um, but yeah, now but we yeah, have no. now we have a Hawk Girl in live action. Yeah. Like, yes, like again, like action. you know, what I mean, like either, like Hawk Girl, like. And it's so smart because it's like, you know, again, you have millennials that are now becoming adults. Those millennials grew up watching Justice League and Justice League Unlimited. Those are, that's the holy grail for a lot of these millennials who are watching these movies now. And you're feeding right into that by saying we're going to give you a hawk girl in live action. Like, like it's going to be very familiar with a lot of people who will be watching this film. Maybe more so than if you did this film 20 years ago where there wasn't a major pop culture temple for this character outside of just only comics and her being a, you know, B-list to C-list character. Like, right. I mean, this was money. This, this was money. This is, and, 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 uh, and again, it just speaks to just like a, a different level that Gene Gunn is now operating only... in terms of, of, terms of, uh, in terms of focus, in terms of intentionality, and in terms of scope, he, yes. he's just he's on a different he's on a different plane. One hundred percent. Like the guy, he looks like I feel like everything that he's doing right now, there's a reason behind it. There's a an yep. active, like I, I, he's not putting in Mister Terrific just because he's like, like you know, I, I just want to do it. Like there's wacky. obviously there's a yeah, it's wacky. <laughs> I just want to be wacky, you know. Obviously, there's... he's writing a story saying there's a reason why Mister Terrific fits here. Therefore, yes, we're put so it the here. reason why I missed like unlike when you write like when you write Wandavision, you're saying, "Oh, astrophysicists can help me," and you're just not going to use anybody who you're not going to use anybody, right? Exactly. And not use any smart person in Marvel throughout the entire history right. of Marvel content for it's over just, seventy years. Not one like smart person can be used. Cho. Just like yeah, not, it's a fifteen year old genius kid who's actually like, <laughs> ah, isn't that crazy? Well, you can't do that, like, Kendall, ah. because you can't do that because <laughs> Marvel he might actually and, be the Hulk. We know Maybe what Kendall if people like him. He might become the Hulk, and we can get rid of 
Ruffalo, but like. But again, though, you know why you can't do that? Because we didn't introduce Mar- Armadillo's show before, and we can't just have somebody just show up out of nowhere. We gotta, if we're gonna ha- we do, we're gonna have people show up. We gotta do callbacks to stuff we did in the past, even if it's things we don't yeah. like, like extremists. Yeah. Jimmy, Woo. like, yeah, like Jimmy. You know, like, oh, I like Jimmy. Woo. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. Hear, hate I, I like Jimmy. Jimmy Woo, but that's what but, that is. <laughs> but you know, but it's, it's like, it's, it, yeah, it's always gotta be callbacks. It can't just be, oh, this makes sense given the the canon, the canon that we're. Basing everything off of. It's like, no, we gotta just we've we've done enough now, we've created our own canon. And what actually is in the comic books, who cares about that? Because we gotta, you know, again, put in your Jimmy Woo's of the world and your uh the you know, the fake Mandarin of the world. Like those guys gotta have big roles now. Look, we can't move we can't I, just move on from them. Like I saw a conversation. I don't remember exactly what it was about. Um but someone had brought up I believe it was on the topic it might have been on this topic of DC and everything they're doing. But it talked about how Marvel, and the conversation me and you, EJ, had earlier this week when we were talking about the Marvel and Marvel animation and Marvel, uh, Marvel, you know, movies, animated movies, and how they just cut that division out. And, like, Marvel has this obsession with the, the, the concept of brand synergy was the word that was used. That's and a very, like, that's a very, every, that's the right phrase. It's the yeah. right phrase. They need everything yeah. to be in sync. Everything yeah. has got to... Got to line up from the top to the bottom. Yep. You can't have, oh, this cartoon is it showing a Spider Man that isn't like Tom Holland, so yep. we can't it can't run it. Or this oh, game, this... this game has a Spider Man that doesn't look like Tom Holland. Right, exactly. We, we need to change, change that. Like, yeah, what? We we can't have a Black Panther game as T'Challa because because uh, we don't have a T'Challa in the movie, so we can't, we gotta we gotta do this and do that. Like they they are obsessed with brand synergy in a way that. Is hurting them and in multiple different ways. Whereas again, there there is this idea that that's what DC wants to do, but like DC just came out with a with a Superman show that seems like it's you know in its own world, and it's awesome and people are loving it so far. Like why can't why 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 is it that Marvel is can't operate that same way? It's it's yeah. I don't know. I, I can't I can't. I wish I can give you an obvious answer to it, but it's, well, I think the answer is they, they think there's money on the other side of doing it the way they're doing it. That's why, like, I said, I couldn't give you an answer, but that's the answer. They, they feel like there's money to be had by doing it in this way. And it, 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 and then, and then they, and they complain about why they're not making more money. It's like, well, maybe yeah. if you didn't do it the way you've been doing it. Uh, things would be different. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's unfortunate, but like I'm, I'm so like I cannot be more excited about Superman Legacy right now. That this might be my most anticipated movie right now of all the movies that have been announced on either side. Wow, it's impossible for me to say Fantastic Four. Cause I just yeah, don't know yeah, anything I don't about know anything about yeah. Fantastic Four. I, I mean, I, I guess guys. maybe yeah. like it's me. Is the top three is Deadpool, uh, Secret Secret uh, Secret Wars, and this. And those are the, uh, on a given day, I may give you a different answer. But to me, it just the excitement I have of the world that James Gunn is building again because of the um, the ambition and the intentionality with how he's building it. It gives me so much hope because I feel like it's gonna. He it's like he's a guy. You know what? It, you know it's funny. You made the Bill Belichick analogy, but he really actually might be Bill Belichick. Like he might be the guy. 
who was working under Bill Parcells, who saw a great yeah. coach, but saw his flaws and said, if I ever get the right opportunity, like I know how to perfect this thing. And yep. this might be what we get. Like, we might now get, like, the guy who worked under Feige, who saw a guy win multiple championships, but said, there's a better way to do this. And now he went over to across the street, and now he's doing it over there. He may end up creating something greater than Marvel could have ever thought. And it's crazy that I'm saying this on now July 14th, as now we fold into the next day, we're recording this a late podcast. Um, but that's, that's kind of how the momentum feels right now. They've and, got Superman Legacy and the Batman coming out in July and October of 2025. They're going to maul Marvel next down that They're going to crush him. They're going to maul Marvel. Like, yeah. Especially yeah, if Fantastic Four gets pushed back. Because right now Fantastic Four is coming out in February 25. Let's see if they hit that date with no actors and a, and a writer's strike and an actor's strike. If that movie gets pushed back, like... It's gonna be competing against Superman and Batman. Good luck. And when is Batman. when is Joker two come out? That joint's coming out too. I think that's next year. I think that one's coming that might be out. Next year. Yeah, because we'll they're already we'll shooting see if that, that. That probably that holds, be next year. Yeah, but that yeah, but that that should be coming out next year. But it's possible if that if that gets pushed back a little bit. If that gets pushed maybe back that, any, in a strike or anything. Yeah, maybe no, that gets know. pushed into into early twenty twenty five. But. But yeah, if, if these dates hold, I mean, again, they're gonna, they're, like you said, they're gonna destroy him. They're gonna absolutely destroy him in twenty twenty five. And that's yeah. not even including Fantastic like, Four is all right now. Fantastic Four is all they got in twenty twenty five. Oh, they yeah. got Blade too. Fantastic Four and Blade, they get they get mauled. They get they get <laughs> yeah, beat by forty no. in two. Yeah, yeah. DC's gonna be throwing lobs with the backboard. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, gonna, it's gonna be like, it's gonna be like Kobe. And, it's gonna be that Kobe and Shaq viral clip that shows up. That's gonna be the Batman and Batman. That's Superman and Batman. That's what's gonna be doing the Marvel in twenty twenty five. They're gonna be just doing yeah, be behind a, back it's passes. Gonna it's gonna be that picture of uh, Kobe and Shaq in the NBA Finals. <laughs> yeah, both, both averaging thirty, shooting fifty five percent from the field. That's what's that's what's gonna happen to Marvel. This thing is this thing's gotten crazy. <laughs> Speaking of DC, um, you guys quickly thoughts on the on the last Blue Beetle trailer. A lot of action. We see some of the challenges of Jaime Reyes using the scarab. Um, we saw him in, in in action against some of the threats we see, like you know the indestructible man. Really, we kind of see our first real good look at him in this film. Conrad Carapax. I mean, I I, I thought the trailer was pretty good. I think my expectations for this movie are kind of low. I do, as Shamari noted in the tech group and I, in, the, in the group chat, which I agree, like, I, I do think they're showing a lot, which always scares me when you get this close, you're showing that much. It makes me wonder, man, do you really don't, are you really that concerned about what you have? Because um, they showed us a lot of action. So I hope that there's still plenty, you know, meat on the bone in that regard. But uh, Kendall, what were your thoughts on the Blue Beetle trailer? Um... I thought it was good. I mean, I you know, I just watched it before we got on the show. Um, I hesitated to watch it. I didn't know we were going to talk about it on the show. And I kind of was like, in my head, I was like, I don't know if I need another trailer. I've gotten into that moment. I'll be honest, yeah. Not... If we were doing this show, I would not have watched it. I'll be honest. Yeah, not because I, I, I don't I, like it or I'm not interested. It's just I would have been like, I've seen enough. Right. And I, and I feel like I've gotten into that mode with a lot of things where I'm just like, there are very few trailers that, like, I, for me, that are like must see anymore. Like it's not like 
like there are there are trailers of like like the first trailer of a Marvel movie or even a DC movie is still a huge deal. But like once I've seen the first trailer, I feel like at that point, if it, especially if it wasn't just a teaser, like the first real trailer, like you know, I feel like I saw the I saw everything I needed to see on the first Blue Beetle trailer. So this one just showed me more, but it didn't show me anything that I feel like I wasn't expecting to see. So it just it just confirmed that yeah, I mean the 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 suit looks awesome, you know, and the CG looks solid for the most part. It's pretty low budget, which I think it should be. I don't think that we need Blue Beetle to be two hundred million dollars. You know, you're not gonna make money off that. So <laughs> smart that they've decided we're gonna get a lower budget, lower scale movie because I think that's the other issue that Marvel's had, and not to get into the Marvel thing, but Marvel and even DC to a degree is like the scales of these movies have gotten out of control. And everything's about saving the planet, and you know, there's some sort of multiversal, you know, universe-ending hmm. problem. Save the time. And yeah, exactly. And like this one feels a lot more like Ant-Man, where it's just like a very low-stakes, low, uh, you know, scale movie, small-scale movie. And I think those still have charm to it. You can still make a good movie like that, you know, and it still be good. And so, um. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it looks solid. Uh, you know, box office, we'll see. I think word of mouth is really going to be important for this one. Definitely. Um, if, if people say it's awesome, I think it'll do really well. If if people don't say it's that good, I don't think it'll do well at all. Um, but with this one, and then DC's also got Aquaman coming out later this year, which almost it, doesn't seem believable. It, just, it almost feels like to me kind of that, like, they, we've seen a lot of, there are a lot of commercials, and there's a lot of, They've done, again, three trailers, but it feels like the promotion outside of that has been very uninspired by DC, which yeah, it's almost like think... it's almost like they went into this, like, unsure if this movie was going to stick as, like, a part of whatever Gunn was building, and now right. they yeah. decided yeah. that it is, but it's too late to, like, yeah. ramp up the promotion. Like, they kind of like, were... This should be a I movie. feel like this promotion has been a promotion, like, the same level of promotion the Flash got. Like, there so, was you know, a joke. Yeah, there, there was a... There was a... There's another joke that I've seen on, like, the trending, like, the Blue Beetle Whopper was trending. And it's, like, a joke because there is no actual Blue Beetle Whopper. <laughs> but, like, the Spider-Verse Whopper came out a couple months ago. It was a red burger. People were, the joke was, like, you're going to get sick if you eat it, whatever. And so, like, people are joking, like, the Blue Beetle Whopper is a blue, <laughs> it's just a blue Burger King sandwich. And, <laughs> like, that kind of stuff, like, it seems, it almost looks real. Like, there's, like, a fake promotion for it. But, like... It looks real because that's the kind of stuff that they should be doing. Like they should be. I, Blue Beetle, you would think is the kind of character that is is great for toys and you know and yep. commercials and advertising and you know finding ways to blend it with stuff that's going on right now. But like you said, they're not doing that, so it makes me feel like they're not confident either in the movie or like you said, the idea that it's not worth put adding any extra into the budget because it's just not going to make the money back. Yeah. I, I think I think you hit the nail on the head when I come. What what did you what do you think of the trailer, Sham? Um, so first I got a comment on this blue beetle whopper. Can I just look that joint up? That joint looks so nasty. Yeah, I never heard one. Actually, I should I should have looked it up. I didn't even look it up. <laughs> I was so focused on I, I I was so focused on the grimace shake because grimace is birthday for McDonald's. I didn't even know they were doing a blue beetle whopper. Like, that's bad. That I knew about the grimace shake before I knew about the blue beetle. Oh. Well, yeah, the movie, yeah. Again, just to clarify, it's it, not real. It's not. But, yeah, it's not real. Not real. Oh, okay. <laughs> but but yeah, people are. 
This ain't look like a pretty patty. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, SpongeBob. Oh man, yeah, that's I would never eat something like that. Um, but yeah, the tra- I thought the trailer was good. Um, but they, but again, going back to what I said, you know, to you guys, uh, I think they're showing too much. Like I feel like I've seen the movie already. You know, and you never want to. I don't like going into movies feeling like I've seen it already. You know, and I don't. You know, this is Blue Beetle. Like, I'm not expecting some crazy surprise. You know, there may be a cool post-credits scene, but, like, I'm not expecting, like, some... I'm not expect, Or I'll just put it this way. I'm not expecting much more than what we saw in the trailer. Like, I feel like sequentially, I've, like, seen the, what happens in the movie through watching both of these trailers. So, you know... Kind of like yeah. yeah. And, like... Like when he's like when I'm in the movie and I see him split the bus in half, I'll be like, okay, that's the scene that I've seen, right? Like ten times now, you know? Right. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, they're showing too much at this point. I definitely, I hope they shouldn't release any more trailers. And, uh, um, but the trailer itself, I thought was good. I think the movie looks pretty good, from what I can tell. Um, you know, I like I know some people that don't really know anything about comic books or anything like that. They're intrigued by Blue Beetle. Like, oh, it is Blue Beetle thing. I was like, oh, okay. You know, surprised that uh, people have been hearing it about looks, it. So. I mean, look, the costume looks awesome. It looks good. Yeah, it looks great. You know? It, it it looks it looks good. It looks about as good as I think it could look. And, so. and it's significant. DC continues to beat Marvel to the punch. The first real Latino superhero that we've yep. had. You know, yep. also a significant milestone and if you're talking about getting people excited to go see it, there's going to be a large segment of people that are just like, I've never seen a movie like this. This is yeah. unprecedented, you know. And that that's that's a big deal in terms of the box office. Um, yep. And DC they beat them before Wonder Woman. You know, Wonder yep, Woman. They beat was them. A yep. Wonder Woman massive, before massive Captain hit. Marvel and Black Widow. Right. Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel flop. You yep. know, with, in terms of just getting that kind of buzz, they were too late. No. Yeah. Um, and the quality just, just wasn't the same. Yeah, I know that's another big part of the Captain Marvel thing. And like, you know, I feel like, um, it, you know, I've, well, one thing, I wonder if DC, because I don't know if you saw Gunn was saying that Blue Beetle is like he's he's the he's he's the first DCU character, but it's, this is not yeah. a DCU movie. Right. I, I don't I like I don't know what to I don't know if I guess he's saying that yeah, this I don't movie know that isn't means. canon. I assume this movie takes place before the Flash. That's how I take it. Mm. He's not. He's not to further explain that, but that's how I take it. If the Flash reset the universe. This movie takes place before the Flash. Interesting. So I like the so way I, I interpreted it. Well, I'll let you go. No, no. That's all, that's what I'm saying. So, I, so I think yeah. that like that character is still like Blue Beetle, and what happened to him is probably very similar to like, well, what, or how they'll introduce him, whatever gun starts using him. But that, like, well, he's not—he's not like attached to anything that's done in this movie. Is what makes it. Right. I'm trying to say. Uh, yeah, I think I have a similar. I don't. I think it's gonna be kind of like the, kind of like the Murdoch and 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 Kingpin in the MCU, where it's like, hmm. you know, I don't like the dead. The Daredevil show isn't canon, but but he's in. But they're in the MCU, you know, and like so, figure it out. We don't know what the backstory is, but it's the same guy. I feel like that's what they're going with, but and it's a similar deal to what you're saying, just not as uh, specific. But um, 
But I, I do wonder how they're going to operate. And if they, if we see this movie and we come out and it's very clear, like, no, this is DC, this is DC. D. Or it's also possible that he's saying just, like, yes, this is canon, but I didn't make it. You know, so don't blame me if it's I, like, everything yeah, I, happened. I, I, I don't think he's saying that. I think he's saying right. I don't think this, he's saying that as well. That like the creative and any decisions that were made in this movie, I can't. I'm not going to be held to. But right. this guy being Jaime Reyes, yes, this is, and you know his how he acts, his personality, like what's been presented, that stuff, yes, is part of what I'm going to do. I just whatever's in this movie, I'm not being held to. That's how I interpret it. What that means, like I don't know, like hey, like I don't think a Blue Beetle I mean, is not in his initial slate, I assume, or it's, it definitely isn't. But I don't know, like I can't remember if he said that that official slate was like all of the projects. I think he said there were only some of them, if I remember correctly. Though again, don't hold me to that. But um, if they were indeed just some of them, then you know that kind of puts it in a different landscape. If they were all of them, then all bets are off. But. Yeah, I think that that was that's essentially what we're going to be seeing. We're going to see uh, a a blue beetle who is this person and acts in a similar way. Maybe some of the relatives and stuff will be the same, but some of the, a lot of the story behind it or story around it, I think that that's something he's not going to hold himself to, and that's where the, the change is going to be. But I think that's a good place to wrap the show today, guys. So I want to thank you guys so much for checking out this edition of New Generation Hero Talk, of course. You can listen to all of our shows on the New Generation Podcast Network. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Sisters, TuneIn, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check us out on YouTube. Check out the channel, New Generation Media. Follow us on social media. You can find uh, us on Twitter, uh, New Generation Pod, Instagram, New Generation Podcast. We also have a Facebook page, New Generation Media. Follow us individually on social media. You can find me, Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart. Instagram, Threads, TikTok, Action, EJ. Shamari's on MCShare22 on Instagram and Snapchat. And Kendall can be found on Twitter, NewGenKen. That'll do it for now. Thank you guys so much for checking us out. For Shamari, for Kendall, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.